What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we have yet another live stream of Best Ball Mania drafts for you guys. Just a heads up for anybody out there that does not know, for the entire summer, all the way until that first Thursday night football game, we are going to be streaming 9.30 a.m. Eastern every Thursday morning. We're going to be doing a draft solo where I can just, you know, have a nice intimate time, me, you guys, and then we'll have on Jacob Sanderson on the other side for a second draft. Uh, he's a really sharp dude, someone who I enjoy drafting with, bouncing ideas off of. But how are we doing this morning? This is something we're new we're doing this uh, off season where we stream every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. And I figure while you guys are kind of like working or, you know, busy, you can kind of just have it on in the background. Um, and it'll be kind of good background noise as we kind of navigate the streets of underdog fantasy. But how's it going? Anybody that's in here, let me know. Say what's up. I'm just making sure that we got all the uh, links and the stream is all good to go. Everything looks like it should be all right. But how are we? How's everybody doing? It's good. How is everybody doing in here? Let me just see. So, yeah, we have this. I think we got tags on this video. Yeah. All right. So, everything looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. How are we? We sound good, we look good, we feel good, we play good. What's going on? We got Kevin in here, yo, Big Ron, what's going on? <laughs> it's 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 funny how many of you guys call me Big Ron. I mean, I am a I am a big bull. I'll, I'll admit that, but it's not like you guys have seen me in person. We said, would be dope if we got some thoughts on Brees Hall. That's the player that I really want to talk with Jacob about because he's been all over Brees Hall. It seems like Dalvin Cook is pretty much on his way there at this point. Uh, I think that he's meeting with the Jets today, uh, Dalvin Cook. And we kind of brushed up on it last time with Jacob, and I imagine that he probably feels the same way. And if Dalvin Cook signs and Brees Hall, Brees Hall stays as a third-round pick, then I'm not all that interested. But it's very unlikely he stays as a third-round pick, and we likely get a discount. And the thing with Brees Hall is we're chasing a – 20-plus point-per-game upside play here, right? So Dalvin Cook doesn't really hurt his upside case. It really hurts the floor more so. But that's already compromised by the ACL, right? Like the the outcomes to this season are that the ACL injury uh, makes it so he's not himself. He can't shoulder a workload. Dalvin Cook doesn't really do much for me there uh, in that range of outcomes. And then you have the high end where Brees Hall is an absolute monster down the stretch. He's efficient. Um I, I don't think – I think if Brees Hall is the same dude we saw last year, I, I don't see Dalvin Cook taking away a meaningful amount uh, of touches or carries from Brees Hall price-adjusted, if that makes sense. Like a fifth-round Brees Hall with Dalvin Cook in that backfield uh, is a bet I have no problem taking. Dalvin Cook is dusty at this point. He's not someone I'm all that scared of. I think that he is just someone who, who would push the price down on Brees Hall, give him a little bit more cushion to come back uh, to full health, and then – his upside case down the stretch of the season is still the same. We got Ray Ray Gillen here. I know I uh, I know that name. We got Brandon in here. What's going on, fellas? Yo, good morning, sir. Everything good? Love to see it. You said you traded your DAC in a second for Deshaun. Uh, I think that's probably fine. We got a Germany boy in here. Got to win the league against all the new Barinos over here. <laughs> Love to hear it. it it's crazy. You guys would be shocked how many like international fans of fantasy football there are. Uh, you said at the hospital, my baby just got delivered. Oh, my God, Jay. Oh, my God. I appreciate it, brother. We got Tyler in here. We got Chandler in here. 
Jets signing Dalvin Cook would be hilarious. We'll get to watch a Zeke Pollard dichotomy with a clearly washed running back getting 50% of the touches over an elite talent. And the thing is, I don't think the Jets would have as much allegiance to Dalvin Cook. Like, if he's dusted, like last year we saw with James Robinson, um, Jets traded for him. He came to the Jets, and then James Robinson was washed, and they just stopped playing him, you know? Like, Dalvin Cook would still have to be good. Like, I, I don't think that it would be the same situation as Zeke, where they have so much money tied up in him that they have to give him uh, all of those touches. What else we got? If you had one in three overall pick and redraft, one quarterback, two running backs, wide receiver, one flex, who are you taking? One and three overall pick? Well, I would take some combination of, like, Jefferson and Cup. Sup, Ron? First live stream. We jumping into BBM? Yes, sir. We're going to jump into one in a second. Ron, any changes around zero RB these days? In the past, it might have been stronger because you were zigging other than zagging with the strong RB climate. Now it's strong wide receiver climate. Yeah, I do want to make a video kind of on the climate right now because it is very interesting. Like, I, I wanted to show you guys. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to structure this video, but it's something that I might as well show on here before we hop in a draft. It, it is very interesting. Um, where was I looking up ADP? Damn. So I could get in trouble for this. All right. So everybody keep this under wraps. All right. Fantasy Mojo and FFPC are really annoying uh, with like posting screenshots and stuff. But I wanted to show this. Okay. So I had that chart. Remember, I had that chart that showed like how many 22.5 plus point per game running backs we have every season. So let me look up that chart real quick on my profile on Twitter. Um, and I'll share that screen in a second. Um, let's sort of, I just want to make sure that we're all sort of set up here. Uh, I'll share my screen. Hopefully I don't expose myself. I don't think I'm going to, but, uh, I think we'll be all right. All right. So let's share this real quick. That's not quite what I want. All right. So like, here's the thing. I, all right. So where's this tweet I had? So this is what's kind of interesting here is if we look back to here, we had we've had dry we've had dry spells like this before uh, with the running back sort of climate, right? Where we see here, like right now from 2022 to 2019, right? So two, one, we have three legendary running backs in this span, 2019 to 2022. From 2012 to 2015, there was a similar dry period. I think it was just because there was a bad crop of rookie running backs, but there's a similar dry period here. And we saw some pretty extreme ADPs. Now, again, I don't want to blow up their site here. Uh, so give me a second. But I do want to show you guys like what a draft board from like that. So pretty much like 2012 was awful. So 2013 was kind of an overreaction or not an overreaction, but just kind of a reaction to what happened. Um, so, again, remember, like 2012 was a terrible year for uh, for running backs. And if you look at like I'm just going to pull up like one random 2013 draft board uh, in like a high stakes main event league. So this was drafted. This was drafted September 6th, 9 a.m., a random draft. But like you guys are going to see. Or no, am I an idiot? Was it 2014? There was one of these years where draft boards looked like they do right now. And it was like way before their time. Was it maybe 2015? Let me check real quick. Main event on September 11th. Nope, not what I'm looking for. Hmm. I'm kind of coming up empty here. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I thought I saw a year that looked like that. 2013, 2012, 2014. Now, Fantasy Calculator is a pretty, is a pretty awful uh, resource. But 
it's the only thing we have for like pre 2017 ADP. Um, who knows how accurate it is, but I'm trying to show that like there was a there was a period of of a dry spell for for running backs that we we sort of saw even before zero RB was even really popular. Yeah, it was like 2016. It's like 2016. Hold on, fellas. I know this is not uh this isn't great um great radio by any means, but I do just want to show you guys. Yeah, this is it. So this is 2016 ADP. Now again, please keep this under wraps. Like I, I can't um I, I can't <laughs> like I low key I'm not supposed to show you guys this. So this is what it looked like in 2016. So again, like we had this drive period from so 2016 was good but remember like this is falling so in the last four years so from 2012 to 2015 there were only two legendary running backs which is a similar dry spirit to what we have right now and 2016 adp kind of overcorrected here where we're seeing uh this adp where um in 20 remember this is 2016 and you have four wide receivers so it's pretty similar to right now where it's like jefferson uh chase cup tyree kill and then you have your uh christian mccaffrey the market reacted pretty similarly so I think it's really interesting to kind of look through this and kind of see what the lessons were from this season. Because this is, like, again, this is 2016, where, where first-round running back was everything. And because the, you know, I, I think this was, like, following the Devonta Freeman year, where, like, there was just no good running backs, the market kind of overcorrected. And even, like, the boomers and FFPC leagues in 2016 were taking four wide receivers off the board to start their draft. So I just think it's really interesting. This is, this is pretty much the environment we're in right now, where we are at a dry spell of running back, the market has fully corrected at this point. And you have people who have been drafting running backs in the first round all their life, more comfortable than ever to take four wide receivers up top. And it's why I think like we've, we've always talked about this last year when running backs are going at the top of the board on the back half of the board. I don't want to draft a running back because you're just getting a shittier version of the team that 101 drafted. But when we have the 101 taking wide receivers up top, I almost am more tempted to go like you guys saw my double hero RB build with uh, Bijan and Chubb in our high stakes league. And I don't mind that when like you can draft the RB five, you can draft the RB four and RB five uh, round one and two at the, at the turn there. So I'm more uh, open to going double hero RB on the turn and I'm more open to forcing zero RB in the beginning, but it's just something to be aware of. Um, we've seen kind of this market before. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think if I'm correctly, I think Johnson and Gurley both had pretty sweet years, but it's just interesting. Just the entire thing is interesting. I think it might have been Zeke's rookie year as well. I just think it's really interesting that, uh, again, like this isn't like super, uh, you know what I mean? It's like nine drafts from uh, high stakes leagues, but it's just interesting. In 2016, ADP looked the same after a dry period of running back uh, scoring, similar to right now. So with that being said, let's hop in a draft, huh? Let's hop in a damn draft. Now, if you are new here, make sure – you check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best platform out there to play to play best ball. They have Best Ball Mania. They have the Puppy out. They have a bunch of good stuff. You can draft a team. You don't have to worry about it. They set your they set your lineups for you every week. There's no trades. There's no waivers. There's nothing. You draft a team. You have fun, and it is the best way to get ready for your home league. Where you, you're going to see some pretty crazy values in your home league. Where you know you've been drafting. Second round Chris Olave, or you've been drafting like third round Calvin Ridley, and then the fifth round comes around and Calvin Ridley's there in your ESPN home league, and you're like, damn, this is wrong, right? The 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 market is efficient on um underdog because there's money on the line in every single one of these drafts. 
Um, when you're looking at like ADP of all these sites like Yahoo and ESPN, you have like little toddlers messing around, auto drafting players, people taking a bunch of kickers. Like the the ADP data just isn't accurate. So the the play is hop on Underdog Fantasy, use promo code Ron. I have a link in the live chat description and comment section down below. You click it, it matches your deposit up to hundred dollars. You can condition yourself to what a draft room should look like on Underdog. And then you move over to your home league and you absolutely murder the competition because it is a much softer room. So with all that being said, if anybody wants to hop on a best ball mania draft with us here, we're going to press enter and then boom, another enter. So just got in here. Is this a Bijan approach? I'm not quite sure. We got Brock in here. What's going on, brother? You said you got AB at number three back-to-back in 2015 and 2016 in my home league. Redraft got D-Hop in the second in 2015. Easy league win. They had like 3,400 combined yards and 20-something TDs. It is very interesting, man. It's very interesting. Um, and people don't under Like, Antonio Brown was going like first overall uh, some years. Like, they're like pretty much like after AP and Jamal Charles, and you had that gap between them. And then like your Le'Veon Bells and David Johnsons and Todd Gurley's, there was a dry period where you were just taking, you're pretty much just taking Antonio Brown or Gronkowski up top, which is pretty crazy for a period of time where like zero RB wasn't even a thing yet. Like I'm not even sure, uh, I'm not even sure when Sean came out uh, with the zero RB article on Rotoviz uh, in terms of the date. But we got, you said there's been a dry period for RBs, but I don't think the RBs now are as talented as RBs back then, at least uh, among young running backs. It is a fair point. It's a fair point, but I would count. I think Bijan's as good as any of them. Um, but I, I I agree with your point with the rest of them. The young crop right now, all of them are like injured or in weird spots. I, I do think you could say. You could say JT. I I think in terms of like young talent, like JT Bijan. But I mean, you're right. After that, like Swift doesn't live up to expectations. Dobbins and Acres have been hurt. Like you you really need you really need draft classes to come up big. Um, and that's why we saw like after 2017, we had like a run another running back renaissance there. Um, and I think it's just kind of the natural swing of things. We will get one again. We will get one again. I, I really don't believe that we don't ever see a legendary running back season again. I know I sound like I'm out here hunting for Bigfoot, but I think we see one soon. It would be extremely irregular to go much longer without another dominant season. And I know you can make the case that like, uh, well, Teams aren't feeding their running backs the same workload as before, but teams are scoring more points than they've ever had. Um, and, uh, things always swing back and forth in the NFL, I think. Also, we got the four spot, which is like maybe my favorite spot to draft out of right now. So this is very fun. Feel free to ask me, you know, any questions, um, anything. I'm all yours for the next hour or so. Uh, I will say continue to try and fix this all right so we're on the clock here give me cooper cup i've been taking a lot of cooper cup recently like this four spot if mccaffrey goes or running back goes like cup to me uh i like jefferson and chase just because i think the floor is a little bit better just because they're younger like there's less risk of them sort of falling off both of them have better you know like much more stable offenses that you can sort of count on pass volume stafford's a little bit more of a question mark cups like age is a little bit more of a question mark but in terms of week one projection Cup is maybe the wide receiver one in week one. But what else we got in here? Feel free to ask me any questions, whatever you guys got. You said you traded Godwin should have for Christian Watson. Uh, I would take Watson over Godwin. Cook signs with the Jets. What does that do to Brees Hall's value? I, I uh, addressed it at the top. 
Uh, I think you move his sort of his uh, median outcome, right? His base case, uh, you move that down a little bit. But I still think the upside is there. And wherever his price ends up post Dalvin Cook signing, uh, I'll likely be all in if we get more discount um, on Brees Hall. I don't think Dalvin Cook's all that good. Uh, I don't think the Jets would have the same kind of investment that like the Cowboys did with like a Zeke and Pollard situation. Uh, yeah, I, I still think your outcomes are Brees Hall bust because he's not the same after the ACL injury, which doesn't really change with Dalvin Cook. Um, and then he's a monster because he returns back to his previous self by like week six, week seven, week eight. Um, and he's a monster on efficiency and he's just so good that the Jets have to give him the ball. We've seen the Jets go out and make a trade for James Robinson and then play him. And then he wasn't effective and they immediately, you know, started playing Bam Knight over him and Ty Johnson. So I don't think this is a team that's going to sink money into Dalvin Cook. And if Dalvin Cook isn't good and he's not playing well, I, I don't think that they are going to just ram him into the ground because of an investment or like a, whatever his one year deal is going to be uh, if he signs today. You said you play with a bunch of 40-something-year-old men and they clown me for taking a wide receiver at 103. First one I'm catching live. Welcome in, James. We got Chris Diaz in here. What's going on, brother? We got DWB Mania in here at the two spot. Kaboom 90. What's going on, brother? Uh, you said, did I win this trade? You gave Carr, Keontae. Good Lord, this is a dusty trade, man. Um, I don't know, man. That's a dusty-ass trade. I I would be inclined to go I'd be inclined to go Rashad Whiteside, but it's really close. Jets might play slower with Rodgers, though. I think they will, but they're going to be more efficient. They're going to move the ball more. Then the defense is going to give them some short fields, too. And as far as talented as JT, uh what the hell, Brock? 2021 exclamation point 3-9 was about as good as you can uh without catching. 2021 exclamation point three dash slash nine. But nothing really weird going on in this room right now. Bijan at five, sort of putting his nuts on the table. Tyreek slipping down to seven is a little bit uh, further than I've seen him go. Um, I would be ecstatic if I could get Tyreek Hill at seven. But yeah, nothing too crazy. Garrett Wilson at 10 is a little bit wild. Uh, JT at 13, a little bit wild. Saquon's still off the board, or still on the board, despite uh, signing that one-year deal. Just like such a weird deal that he signed there. Uh, it's like pretty much, it was like pretty much the franchise tag. Hmm. Just curious how. Uh... So we have, yeah, this is going to be Pollard. It's just going to have to be Pollard, fellas. Pollard to me is a guy that I would take like early second if I had to. Um, I think I have Pollard right now in the rankings. I think I have him RB4. After CMC, Bijan, McCa- or after CMC, Bijan, Eckler, uh, it's Pollard for me. What else we got? You said, would you say zero RV? I'm not sure I get the joke there. Got, good morning. What's going on, Angel? What's going on? Good morning, brother. Well, Davin Cook on his way to the Jets if he signs. I feel like I've. Would you say zero RB is still viable? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I think it's more viable in this area of the draft. Like in a perfect world, like in a home league, I think you can pull it off where you get like Cup or Chase or Jefferson here, and then like Olave comes back to you. 
uh, and you can kind of run it that way. Maybe come back around, take T. Still very much uh, alive, but it's it's weird this year because zero RB used to be a counter to like early, uh, you know, like somebody taking McCaffrey at the one hundred one. But now it's more of a counter on like the running backs you can get towards the back half of the first round. Huh. So we're looking at Hertz, Metcalf, Andrews, Jacobs, Hall, Debo as well. Let's go Andrews, I think. Like, I'm not crazy about it. I've, I, dude, I got to be honest with you guys. The early third has been absolutely brutal uh, this month. Uh, like, I don't know what it is. It's it's been like the last few months it's felt like, but it's been absolutely brutal. Like there's nothing there's nothing here that I want uh that I want to take, you know. Hold on, I'm just trying to figure out. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So there's no way I wanted to make the comments. I wanted to make the com- uh, like when I pull up a comment, it's like taking up so much of the screen. But I think we'll be all right. So what are people saying in the chat here? I think is he still the favorite to be RB two on the Jets? Uh, without Dalvin Cook there. He would be my guess, but it's it's really close. It's really, really close. Like I'm not sure. I like it's tough to say. I sort of cooled off on them cutting Carter. I think they probably come into the season with four running backs. Travis Dye on the practice squad is probably the way that ends up, but I'm not sure. I think early on they probably just sort of default to uh Michael Carter. But, like, after that, uh, I, I don't know how long that lasts. Which rookie wide receiver will have the best return on their ADP? Quentin Johnston. He's going way past the other round one, guys. Uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Shout out Cheswick for holding it down, going three straight running backs here. You said you'll buy the price because if he falls, it'd be good week eight on, which is what I want. Yeah, exactly. Who was the last tight end in your elite tight end tier for best ball? Probably just Kelsey and Andrews. You finally passed on Bijan. Ron, you made a smart move, my friend. Keep an eye on Algier, though. <laughs> this this fucking guy. You see that Ridley clip? I really think we're not ready for the Jaguars. Oh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We got we got Ridley in, in the fourth round, uh, fourth round in our last uh, high-stakes draft, which is really exciting. I'm trying to see anything else. Wow, that's actually a late slide on Hurts, man. Dude, if Hurts made it to that A.J. Brown drafter, I know you just said over 200 drafts first AJCD start, dude. If you got if you got Hurts to come back to you there, holy shit, you were very close. What position should we concentrate on the first three picks? I'm very big on just letting the letting the board fall to me my first three picks, um, and then kind of adjusting what I want to do from there. You said you tried to hop in your BBM, but just started uh, Eckler, Olave, Andrews, Lamar. Oh my goodness, that's that's crazy. That is a wild one. I have not gotten that kind of start yet. Yeah, exactly, Brock. 
Have you drafted Superflex Pomeranian? I think there's a slight edge where people are valuing wide receivers the same, even though there's only two wide receiver spots. I got to be honest, man. This might be a bad take, fellas. This really might be a bad take. Um, I just don't care for Superflex redraft leagues. I really don't. I know I, uh, I know I probably should. I know, people, I know some people swear by them. But I get my Superflex fix in Dynasty and the Scott Fishbowl. Like, I, I don't see the need. Uh, like, I, I'm very cookie-cutter with my redraft leagues, man. Like, in redrafts, like, I just – please, please. Who's it going to be, Nate? I have one player I would really like, brother. Oh, we got Lamar to come back to us. Oh, that's a beauty. So our start through four here. Cup, Pollard, Andrews, Lamar. Come on. I mean, that's just that's just too good. That is just too good, man. My goodness. I'm debating. Hmm. Just don't like how you guys can't see uh, really anything. Wow. Lamar coming back to us is sweet. What do we think about that, fellas? What the hell do we think about that? We got Fantasy Football Garage in here. What's going on, brother? What is going on? All right, so this is a nice start through four. I don't know what I want to do. Are we really going to take Christian Kirk, man? Are we really going to take Christian Kirk, man? I'm taking Ayuk. I could have taken Kirk there, but I'm taking Ayuk. Just it just feels better, man. It just feels better. I I don't know. Um. All right. So hold on. I, I maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this. You, let me try something real quick. Share an entire window. What the what the hell, buddy? And that's not quite doing what I wanted to do. I don't know. Is this better or worse? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a little bit better. I think it's a little bit better. I don't know. What else we got in here? You said this is my favorite star I've seen all year. Thank you, brother. I'm psyched about it. And we can just kind of switch back and forth. I think this is better. I think so. I think the BBMs might getting softer. They are, dude. They are 100% getting uh, uh, softer. That's a ridiculous start. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Curious, I haven't caught up with the chat yet. I think you guys probably wanted Kirk there. 
you said Lamar at 45 and Burrow goes at 37 feels like such a gift. Yeah, I agree, dude. Especially in like half PPR, it makes no sense at all. Is that a dream draft? I love the Pollard pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very big, uh, very, very big fan of this. Lamar late fourth. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm stoked. But yeah, I'm just now caught up with the chat, fellas. I, I was fucking around with the screen. Um, does this look better? <laughs> this is so dumb. All right, brother, 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 brother. If you if you drop one more of these like whack predictions of like Bijan getting hurt, like you're getting banned, bro. Like shut up. I'm done hearing about you saying when Bijan's getting hurt. Like it's kind of it's kind of whack, man. It's kind of whack to like root for a player's injury. So I'm begging you to chill out. I'm begging you to chill out. I get it. You think Bijan's going to get hurt, but there's truly no glory in predicting an injury. Uh, I promise. Yeah, dude, that Akash thing was hilarious, dude. That Akash thing was so fucking funny, dude. He Akash had like a tweet. Uh, he's like, why is he our fantasy on Twitter? He had a tweet. Uh, that was like, she doesn't want a guy who plays games and he's like me. And it's like a picture of Kadarius Tony. It's something like that. And it got like a, it got like thousands of likes on Twitter and Kadarius Tony DM'd him. You said, how much should I be trying to target unique builds in this format versus best available? Um, how much should I be trying to target unique builds in this format versus best available? Uh, I'd say uh, most of the time I'm aiming for best available. Uh, I, I don't think you got to get too, too caught up in the uh, uniqueness of things. Because it's a it's a pretty small final field in general. So Pittman, Gabe. We're going to take Gabe here. I just want a piece of a better offense. I was going to take Pittman, but I think you can kind of make the case for Gabe over Pittman, especially in best ball these days. Psych. You guys like the do you guys like the screen setup or should I should I throw it back to what we were sort of starting off with here? I can't tell if sort of like leaving this up and then switching here is better. But you let me know. What's the biggest fantasy whiff you've ever made? Uh probably being super high on uh I was a very big fan of uh terrace marshall coming out it's probably one of my biggest misses i would say terrace marshall and darius guys got me good you say you're just waiting to run it back in the basement championship I, I thought i was gonna say something i thought you were the guy who uh who won it last year that was a fun league we'll definitely do another tournament like that they're annoying to host but We got Ernie in here. Thank you, brother. Can't wait for you to come back to a stream when Bijan's RB1. He said Lamar correlates with Andrews perfectly. Oh, yeah, it did. Very excited about this.
Let me know, fellas. Do we like the way that we have the screen set up right now? I think I'll actually... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think this looks okay for now. All right, so now we're on the clock. Would have loved this pits value uh, if we were in the market for pits, but let's just go Burks here. I'm starting to come around to like the seventh round Burks value. Uh, it kind of seems like where his ADP is settling out. I'm down to just kind of stack up this wide receiver room. This is kind of just going to be like a true hero RB build of something like 2682 or like 2592, something like that. But I figure we might as well uh, hammer wide receivers while we can. Yeah, uniqueness tends to happen regardless. Like every draft room is different, you know. But yeah, I agree. You definitely don't want to, definitely not best available uh, across the board. You definitely want to be mindful of kind of positions and scarcity and what you can get later and kind of go through the, the 2v2s. I got Pollard over Olave. Dude, I got Pollard. I love uh, Pollard. Um, I was talking about it earlier, but I'll take Pollard in the early second, man. I'll take Pollard in the early second, no problem. No problem. We're looking through. Nothing too crazy sticks out to me. Guy stacks Tua with Tyreek, but he takes Tua. Like, this is like stacking the Phyllis. This is reaching the fill a stack, which is probably not the play. Like he could have pushed he could have pushed two around this turn pretty easily. Could have added Kyle Pitts to this team, like 10 picks past ADP as well, which is probably where I would have gone. Um if this was my team. But hey. I've got Tony at 106. Yeah, he continues to slide. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about Tony right now in this present market. I, I really don't know. Uh, pick a hundreds, pick one hundreds. Tony, I'm kind of in. Like, it's not a great sign that he's already having knee issues and like having problem, but it's like, I mean, like, like wasn't that was kind of baked in, right? Like, if you if you were taking if if you were taking Tony, like you weren't. Like, that's sort of baked in, but I, I guess, like, it kind of increases the risk that, like, he's already having issues. You said pick 45 Lamar. What the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, dude. Dude, BBM has been – as long as you're not drafting in a ship-chasing BBM room or a Pete Overzet BBM room, like, the water the water is very warm right now to hop in and ape into some BBMs. I'm telling you. I am telling you. You said, have you looked at the final teams in the World Cup startup leagues? Uh, I have not. Probably should. You said I sniped Davis from you. There goes my Allen stack. I had to get you with the Johnston. <laughs> oh, I would have loved the Quentin Johnston there, and you know it. Yeah, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, Tony is interesting. Tony is very tough. Like, if I let me look through the list of wide receivers right now. Like, if we look through the list of wide receivers, like, so Tony's here. I'm probably taking Bateman over him. I think I'm probably taking Thomas over him. Sky Moore versus Tony, fellas. Sky Moore versus Tony. Sound off in the comments, dude. So I don't know. I think, 
I think I'd probably put Tony between like JMO and Boyd here. Like where do I, I think I'd probably move him down here. Like, but as soon as Tony gets to like pick one hundreds, I think he's probably a fine pick. No. So it seems like Swift is falling after the penny reports. Is that what this is? I'll still probably take him here if Nate eight great doesn't. I don't know. Do you think this is a sucker pick uh, after the penny stuff yesterday? I mean, like I, I, I already have a lot of penny, but like this feels like a pretty decent price on Swift. Like fifteen picks past where he's been going all summer long. Yeah, I'll take Swift. I'm not like I'm not crazy about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crazy about it, but. I think that's probably still a value where we just got him there. I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't expect him to fall 15 picks. What I don't get about Tony is he can be a legitimate deep threat. All he does is play in the slot, needs to hop on the outside. Huh. I can't say I know enough about his, uh, his repertoire. We got Mike Murray in here, all caps, 9 freaking 10.08 a.m., already screaming and yelling. Sky Moore versus Tony, the answer is neither. It's tough. People seem to be pretty split on it. Pigeon, what the hell is this, dude? What the hell is this, bro? Donald Parham, Duvernay, Donald, and Hardy for your last spot in a 14-team league. What the hell is this, dude? What am I looking at? Gun to my head. Gun to my head, Devin Duvernay, but I don't know. Man, I would have taken I would have taken pick 100 Kadarius Tony if he was there for us. So let's think. I don't love what's on the board. What kind of stacks are we setting up here? What kind of stacks are we setting up here? I think this might be a this might be a Charbonnet pick. Let's take Sharb. I, I don't really have a strong lean anywhere else. This is a really balanced build here. I'm trying to think through like kind of some of the correlations we're trying to build here. Where we have like Rams Giants. I didn't we didn't really present itself. I will say Daniel Jones as our QB2 would be pretty fun in this build. So Pollard. We could get like some Detroit. We could go like Goff, Laporta, something in that range. Uh, we could go, we could go Ayuk to Purdy as our QB two. I'm just kind of thinking through what we're gonna do with this second QB spot. Uh, worst case scenario would be like Mac Jones on the side of this Gabe Davis game. I guess Tannehill is an option. We got options. So don't roast me for drinking coffee through a straw, bro. I'm that guy. People are saying Swift was catching passes in practice. Okay, okay. The issue, the, really, the, I don't even like Swift. I haven't been drafting a ton of them. It's just like, I don't think they're going to use running backs in the passing game, no matter, you know, who the guy is back there. You said Swift works great on this roster? Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, you said the answer is Richie James. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like Hardy as well. Hardy's interesting. Hardy is interesting. He was somebody that we, before he changed, I think he might have like legally changed his name, Deontay Hardy. He was like Deontay Harris for a second. I think he was Deontay Harris when he was on the Saints. I don't know what the story was with that. I think I got to change my name on you guys. Hit him with a uh, Meta World Peace Freedom Cantor type beat to change it up. Hardy is interesting, though. He was fun. His per route stuff was really strong on the Saints, but it, that, that stuff is usually a trap. Seems like kind of a gadgety slot guy. Probably competing with Kalosha Kerr for the slot role. I'd say Shakur is probably the favorite, but I do think Hardy is interesting. Bijan creeping up in ADP or just high in this draft? No, just high in this draft. He's still going like late first at this point. You're telling me I have two first names? I never thought about it like that. I guess Stewart's a first name. I will say the only St Stuart first name I know is uh, Stuart Scott or Stuart Little, I guess. But Stuart Little, I don't think really counts. I don't think his last name is Little. Maybe it is, though. He said Hardy's his stepfather last name. Okay, so now I feel bad. Now I feel bad for saying anything about it. God damn it. That's a pretty cool thing he did. Now I feel bad. This guy Cheswick, man, starts three running backs in a row and then jumps on Dobbins and then jumps on James Conner. He's one running back away from probably killing this team. I'm going to be honest. Ron Edwards Hilaire. I think that that's probably in the, uh, I think that's probably the favorite for what I'll change my name to. What position players would you take over AJ Brown and Dynasty just took over an orphan and can't justify scoring with his early second price tag? Probably Lamb, Jefferson, Chase, Bijan, end of list, but I'm not sure. I have to think about it. In a home league and you have pick nine, are you doing are you going with Diggs and AJ Brown? Stuff to say, man. Stuff to say. Those type of questions are always tough for me to answer, man, because I'm always reacting to whatever the board is doing. And I know that that's such a uh, that's such a cop out answer, but I have my rankings. Patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. I'm simply taking the best player in each of the first two to three rounds and then kind of adjusting from there. So this is a huge value on Evan Ingram, but we already have Andrews, and I'm not sure it's really worth. Yeah, we're going to take Daniel Jones as long as, the, of course, a bye week freaking. We're going to go Nico Collins, actually. He's on the other side of our Traylon Burks stack. We get an option to uh, stack Nico Collins with CJ Stroud if we'd like to. Uh, fine with that pick, I'd say. I've never hopped into Ron BPM. These other lobbies are so much juicier. <laughs> You said, Ron, what's your percent on Musgrave? It's not high. It's not high. I'll tell you that. 
It's not high, even though I do like Musgrave. I think my dynasty exposure on Musgrave is very high. And so we're going to be back on the board here. So Ingram went. Wow, that's a great Lawrence Ingram stack that this guy just pulled off. He got Ingram way past ADP. Huh. So Friar Muth goes. He was very much in consideration for me there. Juju, Lazard, Dobbs. I'm going to go Rondale. Just hammer another wide receiver. Fine with Rondale. Not stoked about it. Uh, I think kind of any of the wide receivers you could have taken here. I don't have a strong opinion on any of these guys. None of them really had a ton of correlation. Could have maybe made the case. Like, I would have loved to go Daniel Jones if he didn't have the same buy as Lamar, sadly. Why just get hit with the Nico? Yeah, man. We're still drafting him. We're still drafting him. You said you need more Musgrave? Trust me, I love Musgrave. I love Musgrave, but he's like... I, I, the thing is, I'm, I'm not setting up a ton of Packers stacks, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And if I'm going to take a last-round tight end, I'd kind of rather take like a mayor or take somebody that's uh, stacked to one of my QBs. But I promise, in Dynasty, I have a lot of Musgrave. I think he's a really fun prospect. He said, did anyone see Jimmy Graham sign with the Saints again? I didn't see that. I was assuming that he was just going to sign and retire, but it seems like he is going to suit up. I mean, it was a one-year uh, – I was expecting like a one-day deal, but it's a one-year. When is the last time a rookie, a rookie tight end has been like top five in the position? Not sure that's the question to ask when it comes to rookie tight ends. Um, Julie Moore, when is the last time a rookie tight end has been impactful? Because you could ask this, you could say the same thing about wide receivers, you know. Wilson didn't finish top 24. Um, I don't think Amon Ross St. Brown finished top 24 in their, their first seasons, but the thing about rookies is they can give you impactful stretches um, that really matter for fantasy. Uh, I know Hawkinson had a couple uh, spike weeks in his first year. I know Evan Ingram was pretty damn good in his first year. I think Gronk was. I think Aaron Hernandez was. People, Aaron Hernandez, bad guy. Bad, bad guy. But also a pretty bonkers football player. He has like one of the highest point per games for a tight end through like his first three years of all time. And that was next to greatest tight end of all time, Rob Gronkowski, or top three minimum greatest tight end of all time. Out of like 12 personnel, not even playing a full diet of routes, was still a monster. People are saying Juju. I can't get I can't get there with Juju, man. Juju is you just a brutal button to press, I think.
I just got to say, I, I, I don't mean to be that guy. I've answered this question probably two or three times so, so far this stream. But whatever the discount is, I'll be scooping it up pretty much. He said, love Reed Musgrave is such an easy stack. It's an easy stack. I'm just not crazy about, uh, just not crazy about Jordan Love. You are right, though. An ugly stack, like Karain's team that won last year was not pretty. It was a pretty ugly team. Uh, had like Bucks and Panthers and Patriots. So let's see. We could use a running back here. We could use a quarterback as well, eventually. I don't think we need to just yet. Could get Stafford as our QB2. Get Purdy. Yeah, we got some options here. Oh, do we have some options? We'll say I'm not crazy about what's what's on the board right now. I will say that much. Uh, we probably go Warren here. We have like Dallas, Carolina. None of that really makes a ton of sense. Let's go Warren. I'm not crazy about Warren, but we have like, I don't know, Sharp on the Seattle side. Kind of need to bolster the running back room a little bit. I'm all right with it. Love or Pickett in Dynasty? Probably Pickett. Probably Pickett. Just that they invested him more recently. But it is tough to say. I think they both kind of suck. You said Pats have some strong defenses in the division this year. Finns, Jets all have good defense. Yeah. I don't know about the Bills defense, though. Bills defense might regress. Tough to say for certain. Tough to say for certain. Um, what defenses are you going to be good going into a year? Just because there's so much uh, variance year to year with defense. Favorite deep deep superflex QBs. Man, man. So I think I'd take Gallup here if given the opportunity to. If not, I can make the case for Higby and then see if we can get Stafford to come back to us. Yeah, so of course Gallup goes. So Stafford's ADP is 155. We're going to try and push him. We're going to take Higby. We're taking Higby. We're done at tight end. And we'll see if Stafford gets back to us. If he doesn't, I don't really care. It's not a big deal. We took Higby to set up the double stack to Stafford. But again, we'll see. You said Crane's team was definitely ugly, which is good to learn from. But a uh, Bill's Bengals stack with some good Panthers probably would have won. This is very true. This is very true. So just drop my BBM in the Discord if y'all want to check. Plug the Discord now. <laughs> yeah. We have a free Discord uh, that I don't plug a ton, but it's in the description. You can click the link. I'll take you to the Discord. 
and everybody that's like you know subscribed to this channel in the community are all in there bouncing stuff off of each other uh we have like channels in there called like on the clock and stuff you can just sort of get advice in there uh from a lot of guys that kind of think similarly uh to i so it's a great spot to be link is in the description Ron, say it. It's Trey Lance. Yeah, I actually kind of like uh, Jarrett Stidham. It is Trey Lance. Like, Dusty uh, Superflex QBs. We're talking, like, Dynasty. I don't hate, like, a Jameis. Um, don't hate it Tannehill either. I think here's a, here's a hot take. Here's a hot take for anybody out there that wants one. If if Jimmy Garoppolo was this year's Geno Smith, I don't think I'd bat an eye. We're just like a guy who's going like pretty much undrafted in all of fantasy leagues, and then he becomes like a guy you can stream off of waivers pretty consistently. It wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't shock me. You can project Jimmy G to do all right. Where is the Celtic fan? <laughs> Jacob, he's gonna come on the uh once we're done with this. Once we're done with this, Jacob will be in here. You said agree, but those guys don't have a guy behind them that will take the job once healthy. You guys are talking through uh, Dalvin Cook, Mixon, Jones. I think the issue, to me, Aaron Jones is not... Uh, in the same tier as Mixon and Dalvin Cook when it comes to being washed. I think the difference is that uh, Mixon doesn't have Brees Hall behind him and Aaron Jones is actually good at football. That would be my uh, my take. Really? I didn't know that someone did this. You're saying that somebody analyzed a team and said the Bills Cincy teams didn't have a super high likelihood of beating Karain? Interesting. Of course, dude, here's the thing. Karain got $2 million. For winning. So at the end of the day, nobody can tell him shit. Um, but it, I think it would bother me a little bit that there's like a slight asterisk, you know? Um, but I mean, like the whole fantasy community like last year got affected by it. So it's like the nature of the beast, I guess. All right. Can we get Stafford to come back to us? He should. Should. I don't see anybody on the board who has a reason uh, to take Stafford, but we'll see. Dude, you nearly could have won puppy three with a full henglad. What the hell is henglads? You make me. Did I just say a bad word? You like Baker? I don't mind Baker. You said I love the channel. All right, so let's go Stafford here. All right, so there's Stafford. Now we are done at QB and tight end. All right, so this is a pretty fun team. This is a very fun team. Uh, in a perfect world, we get some Giants and some Dolphins. Uh, so let's... Like, Rams, is there anything else we should stack with Stafford? Like, think about stacking with Stafford. Fellas, I'm not taking Puka Nakua. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you, but he's just not going on my fantasy teams. Um, and I dare him to prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong about Puka Nakua, but uh, I cannot quite get there, fellas. I cannot do it just yet. 
Um, and then we have Ravens, so we could definitely go with like a Gus or a Gordon, Aguilar, Duvernay, and then we also have Dolphins, so we could definitely go with like his most are still around. No, but we have Jeff Wilson. All right, so things are looking a okay, I would say. Um, this is probably just going to be a two six eight two team, I think. Could make the case that it could be a two seven seven two, but I think. 2682, probably the way we go here. Probably the way we go. Even though Rashid Shahid is looking me dead in the face, daring me to take him right now. And don't get me wrong, I would love to. I would love to take Rashid Shahid, but I, I'm not going to. We'll take Jeff Wilson. We'll get a nice little bring back on the uh on the Baltimore stack that we have with Lamar to Andrews. Danny, peep this team, dude. You're gonna you're gonna drool, bro. Uh we go we go cup at the let me service the audio listeners as well. Uh, we go, we go. Cup, Pollard, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson through the first four rounds. We stack Andrews to Lamar, no big deal. We get Pollard to fall, no big deal. Pretty crazy. Now I will say, from there on, it's not that crazy. I think it was just a crazy start through four. Then we go Ayuk, Gabe, Burke, Swift. Swift fell a little bit here. Uh, Charbonnet, Nico Collins, Rondell Moore, Jalen Warren, Tyler Higby, Stafford. So we get Stafford to Higby, uh, and to Cup. We get Lamar to Andrews, and then we get Jeff Wilson as a bring back in the Ravens game. Channel six point does that warrant paying up for the big three? Otherwise, I'll probably take the discount and take Burrow or Jackson. Uh, you could probably just take the discount, you don't really have to. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> he won two million dollars. Like, it, like, no one could tell him anything. Might as well take Van Jefferson over Puka. Van Jefferson uh, already went, but yeah. You got Danny in here. You said you meant Bengals. Now nah, makes sense. <laughs> I thought you were making. I, I thought you were making me. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to get me canceled. Nah, I'm manifesting, bro. The three mil, the three mil is mine, bro. Dude, I gotta be like, dude. If if I won the three mil, it almost be bad news for you guys. Like, I I don't really know. Like, I I don't know what my life would be if I won the three mil, or the yeah, the three mil. Probably would still do this, but I think I don't think I would. I don't think I'd post as many videos as I do. I'm not sure though. Wow, Danny, you're actually ahead of me. You're actually ahead of me in BBMs right now. I think this is maybe like 43 for me. I'm, I'm trying to push. I'm really trying to chug along here. Um, I, I I got too like sidetracked with all of the puppies and the poodles and the Pomeranians to the point now where this is my this is BBM number 45. So I'm a little bit behind here. I'm not gonna lie. All right. 
now's our time to shine. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but two five six two is where we're at. Do any of these help our correlation? Do we have we do have San Fran Washington that we could uh, sort of play on here? So let's let's go with a falling Curtis Samuel. Man, Samuel versus Reed is tough. Samuel versus Reed is tough, but I'm gonna go Samuel just because we have uh, some San Fran correlation there. Honestly, a coin flip to me. Both of them are were, were pretty big values there. Dude, I gotta be honest with you guys, man. Like, um, I started a BBM this morning, dude. I started a BBM this morning, and it like froze through five rounds. And it like just it like resumed during this draft that we're doing right now. Um, and pretty much my entire team uh, was auto drafted. I'm hoping it gets scrapped. I think it will get scrapped, but just something sort of weird. You said you're going on a press tour than becoming a thought leader. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'd go on a press tour. Maybe hit maybe go to Disney World. <laughs> I'd have to hit him with the uh, Super Bowl winning speech. So let's go. I got to be honest. I probably, I probably prefer Slayton uh, to anything else in this range. I'm trying to think through Miami Rams. Do we have anything else that like, is there any other correlation here that makes any kind of sense? Rams, Giants. Let's go Slayton, I guess. I'm not crazy about Slayton, but you know he's someone that could have a spike week as a bring back in that Rams game. I feel sort of fine about it. Yeah, Pete's at 100. I'm not there yet. Oh, I saw that. I did see that the other day where he started Hill, Lamb, Higgins, Debo, DJ Moore. Yeah, jeez, dude. That's that's brutal. You only have one BBM entry done so far, Chris. Ron would be rolling around in a Bugatti in Dubai while the rest of us scraping the internet for someone else's. Yeah, if I won two mil, I'd probably be going 140 in my Lamborghini. <laughs> Got coffee all over my face. What'd you say? Did you see a cautious tweet? I saw the uh, Kadarius Tony stuff, which was uh, hilarious. You said Ron literally just copied my team. Um, you said you dropped the team in the Discord, right? Where in the Discord? <clears throat> Rate my roster, maybe? Nope. Nope. 
Chris, I think you're underselling yourself, man. If you're if you're watching a lot of the streams me and Pete do, probably better than a lot of the user base. Um, but I do get like if if I didn't, you know, if this wasn't my job and I could justify the money I spend, I, I I'd probably just hang around and do the the uh, no no rake uh low stakes con contests and just blast off from user. Wow, so we have the same freaking team, Rohan. By the way, I don't know I don't know how to say your name right. Rohan? Let me know if I'm butchering that. I have I have a channel named Underdog Drafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a really similar team dude Lamar Stafford up top you also took Slayton as a bring back that's a fun team alright let's see why do you think consensus doesn't view Stephon Diggs inside that top tier wide receiver group he consistently goes like 7-8 and his production is so clean I think the issue with Diggs is uh, it's like the other guys have passed like wide receiver one overall. I think Diggs ceiling is a little bit capped. Um, it's tough for him to have like, like he would probably have to have like a crazy touchdown uh, year for him to truly get there. Um, but it's tough to say. Like, I, I guess it's a decent point, but to me, I wouldn't have him in that top tier just because I don't think, I don't think he has the same access to the other guys as like, you know, those crazy high high ceiling weeks uh, or high ceiling like seasons overall. I will say I wish I thought a little bit more about the the running back I'm going to take here. <sighs> Am I going to take dusty ass Melvin Gordon, dude? Huh. I think we're going to go with a pretty random pick here. Um, and we're going to go Keontae Ingram. Just a one-off Keontae. Uh, just for funsies, and we 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 have Philly and Arizona on this team, uh, so that was probably the play. I'm kind of happy with it. Um, all right, geez, there are workers outside of my house right now, literally on my doorstep. People are saying James Robin Robinson. All right, so let's see. Uh, this is the team. For all the audio listeners, we'll just kind of rip through it real quick. We went Cup, Pollard, Andrews, Lamar, Ayuk, Gabe Davis, Burks, Swift, Sharb, Nico Collins, Rondell Moore, Jalen Warren, Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford, Jeff Wilson, Curtis Samuel, Darius Slayton, Keontae Ingram. Kind of a nice little team here. It's nothing too, too crazy. I'll be honest. It's nothing too, too crazy. Um, but um, it's a sweet team, I would say. Uh Dude, I'm praying that this thing gets canceled. I'll show you guys this team in a second, but this is nice. 2682. It looks good. Um, we do have Jacob chilling in the hopper. Um, we'll bring him on here in a second. I just have to sort of figure out, just have to sort of get on my P's and Q's when it comes to the uh StreamYard stuff. So let's let's get this going. Oh. Jacob has gotten up from his desk. All right, what's going on, brother? Wait, hold on. I can't hear you for some reason. Maybe you're muted or is it my side? Improvement. Oh, there you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
What's okay, going? I got my quite muted. Ah, uh, my bad. I uh, I was yeah. As soon as you were about to bring me in, I was like, oh shoot, I have a fan on, so it's just gonna be like eh, the entire time I'm on the stream. So I had to go shut that off. Apparently, my I'm mic you're, muted. Uh, so a bit of a mess this morning, comfortability. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. Mess, but... I was gonna say I wanted to uh, before we hop into a draft draft. I wanted to. Um... I want to see if I can pull up this draft board, but this uh, best ball draft you did last night. Yeah, the NFC one. Yeah, that was fun. That was uh, so that was during the ship chasing episode. Um, I figured I'd pop in. This was like my dream format. Like when I saw they were doing a 34 round draft, I was like, hell yes. Like this is it's funny (laughs) because Pete even called it out on the show. Like there was one point where I snap picked Keyshawn Vaughn and Kyle Trask and Pete was like, he is like he would snap pick Keyshawn Vaughn. This is the wet dream format for a dino virgin. And it was like <laughs> it was it was rude, but true. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly why I why I joined this draft. Because I was like, this would be a good format for a dino virgin. But yeah, no, I, was I like, love well, this. uh ship chasers with the eight. Um, so and it's third round reversal, PPR, best ball, uh, six point passing touchdowns. Otherwise, it's kind of the same deal. So I started out pretty. I started out pissing with a nice, nice stream off the rip. We had AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. That Chris Olave pick, of course, being a three hundred one. Hawkinson, Christian Watson. And Hawkinson's then, then, what then I wanted to ask you about. Whatever. Yeah, Hawkinson was surprising to me. You took him what, like four twelve here? Four twelve. You took him over yeah. like McLaurin. You took him over DJ Moore, who in your rankings is pretty high. Um, yeah, and I feel I. Feel feel like you you might have had in your rankings for a little bit like even like Pitts Kittle over Hawk or like maybe Pitts over Hawkinson yeah. I'm not sure um so I'm curious yeah. like have you sort of come around on him or is this just kind of like a, a mix no. in uh I've not really come around on Hawkinson part of this is just that he is I think a much better pick relative to Kittle and Pitts in full PPR than half PPR like I think that's just that's really the case uh, and then a lot of it is just structural, like looking through this draft with 34 rounds, like you're just going to get a lot of shot at running backs and wide receivers. For me, I was really prioritizing getting that uh, tight end and that quarterback was in that first year. Um, and I didn't really want to take Hawkinson necessarily, but I, honestly, I was kind of stuck on that turn. I did not want to start five straight wide receivers. Like that just felt like diminishing returns to me and it felt like it would leave me kind of inflexible the rest of the draft. So in terms of what to do with that other pick, like I was really open to take Herbert in that slot, but he ends up going. Um, uh, they end up taking him, actually, the, the ship chasers guys do. So at that point, I'm like, I could take a running back. There wasn't any running back that separated from me. Like, I didn't really want to take – I can't remember if it was Mixon or Ken Walker or any of these guys that I was out on. And then I looked at it. It was kind of Hawkinson, Pitts, Kittle. I was like, I don't even know if I'm even going to get – Pitts and Kittle back to me. I don't think that I would have. If I remember correctly, Pitts, Kittle, Waller were all gone before my next pick. So yeah. it didn't really matter what tight end I took. Um, and I figured, you know what? I'm not going to have that much Hawkinson exposure. Like, I'm going to have a lot of these other guys. Like, I don't mind the idea of kind of having a Hawkinson in a format where I think it just kind of lines up in, in like a high stakes um, team. So, plus the other aspect of it was um, I'm starting to think about quarterbacks I was going to set up, but I thought Cousins was a smash in this format with the six point pass touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he ends up going way ahead of ADP, but uh, that was a potential like QB2 option for me that I was looking at. So it's interesting, dude. <laughs> 34 rounds. What the hell is this, dude? You guys are taking kickers and defenses. Yeah. You got to fit in. That's, that's the crazy part. Like, 
So it's the lineup is one quarterback, one tight end, one kicker, one D, two running backs, three wide receiver, one flex. So you, you, the kicker and defense become onesie positions. So you really need like, well, the way it works is you have 32 team or 32 kickers, 32 defenses, and it's team kicker. That, I love that so about 30, NFFC too. Yes, that is nice. So 32 kickers, 32 Ds, of course, 12 teams. So realistically, it, you're you're going to get eight teams that are not going to get a third of one of them, or or less than eight. But then it's that subset of that eight is going to wind up um, getting two of both. So I wound up getting two defenses. I could have actually had three kicker, three defenses. I I could not turn down um, Jaden Reed. I thought he was like an outlier pick where where he ends up coming to me. So I ended up sticking on two defenses, which were uh, Miami and Cincy. I had like I think one defense left or two defenses left that I could have taken, and they were both like horrendous. And I don't know, maybe I'll come to regret that pick. But I was like, I don't know if this defense adds that much. It was like I think it was like the Texans um, was like or the, was like the only defense I got to take. And I was like, I don't know how often they'll get in my my lineup. So uh, why not going away from them? We got three kickers. It hurts yeah, my it was soul really to see. It took what is this twenty fifth round Clyde over Delaire. Is this what it it's come yeah, to? Yeah, I did take CEH. I did take CEH the 20th round. I will be dra- I'll be drafting um next Wednesday too in this. I, I thought the format was really fun. Similar format? That's interesting. Exact same format uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. It's the same I will format. say as well, update on the exposures. Clyde is moving down, baby. He's moving oh, down. Gosh. No longer number one. No longer well, here's number the thing one. That I, here's the concern that I have for with Clyde. Um well, I have several concerns with Clyde, such as his talent. But <laughs> specifically, if Daenerys Prince is like a thing, Clyde's inactive on game day in that scenario, right? Or yeah. Clyde. Do we like Daenerys Prince? I, mean, well, I, guess I don't, we kind I mean, of I don't like Daenerys Prince. Daenerys Prince, but uh, he's interesting, right? Like he catches some passes and he's fast. So he's at least mildly interesting. Let me I pull mean, up this player profiler. Pacheco is active on game days, and McKinnon has a role, so he's active on game days. So to me, it's like it's Prince versus Ceh for that third slot, and Ceh just got passed up by a seventh rounder last year. So why not get passed up at UDFA? Huh? It would hurt me. I'm actually like really overweight, Clyde Edwards-Lair. I have him in this NFFC. I I have him um in the Scott Fishbowl. Like I I'm actually pretty invested in Clyde, but I'm I'm trying to weed myself off. Yeah, I'm still taking a decent. I, I took him in. Uh, I think I took him in the last NFFC like high stakes one I, I streamed on like Tuesday. Like if he's he's just there too late, I'll cut him if it's I don't know if Denarik Prince is active. At least I'll have a I'll have a free look on that Thursday. So you know I'm a big brain. I'll have a free look. I can see you know Denarik Prince oh, is free on there. Luck. there we go. <laughs> All right. So with that being I'm said, gonna, I'm starting to draft Denarik Prince. I think I took my first share Denarik Prince in uh in like a. But whatever it was, a poodle the other day. I might just start taking him, like especially in the NFFC when it's like twenty rounds, like probably worth like a twentieth round pick and just see uh what's up. Yeah, it's so funny. It reminds me so much of last year where at first I was like all over well at first I was like I was like, I'm gonna take all of these running backs. I'm taking Clyde, I'm taking Rojo, and I'm taking a ton of McKinnon. And then uh and then it was like I'm not gonna entertain this Pacheco silliness. 
And then towards the end, I was like, okay, fuck, I guess I gotta like take this Pacheco guy. <laughs> try to His, build up him steaming up was crazy last year. Like he was somebody that was free, <laughs> and then he was like a like you would see him go like eighth, ninth round in some like uh, yeah, I didn't like take high stakes. There, but... Oh no, I tried Hell to no. catch him on the way up a little bit, but I, I didn't get enough. I didn't get as much as I wanted. Like, normally, that's the thing. Like normally, I try to play it with these guys where it's like. You know, I'm not going to take the shot on, like, who I'll use as okay, Isaiah Spiller, I'll use an example, right? Like, I'm not really drafting Isaiah Spiller or Josh Kelly now in the 18th round. Because it's like, okay, the benefit of them now is, is that they're, you're, they're unique and they're totally free. But, like, it could be Kelly, it could be Spiller, and, or it could be a free agent. Like, we just don't know. So I'd rather just wait until we get some solid reporting that, like, it's going to be Kelly or it's going to be Spiller or they've signed someone. And then if I have to take that person in the 15th round, I'll just do it. Like the opportunity cost is not different. I'll just take them in the up then. It'll still be unique. He still have all these drafts of people not drafting them. So that's that's kind of how I play these. But Pacheco got away from me, man. That that was that, that went from free to, to the eighth. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. I will say it's interesting. I've been sort of adverse to um it's interesting that, like, I don't know, like everybody has seen, I think Sherman did a, a thread on it, but you see, like, you know, old BC Johnson over Jefferson and all of these, like, random reports. Oh, yeah. But you, well, it seems uh, like you think there's some merit to kind of um, the running back reports, at least when it comes to kind of, like, the ambiguous situations with, like, the RB3s and uh, that kind of game. Well, I mean, obviously it never – it's it's never, like – a certain answer for the whole season, right? Like I think, yeah. I think with training camp reports, I think some people, like, some people take the wrong lesson about it. Like when people say training camp reports are useless, they're like, it's just a lie. It's like it's usually not like lies. It's just that yeah. it's usually the expression of where they are at that period in time. So it's like where you open up training camp isn't necessarily where you end training camp. Where you are in week one isn't necessarily where you are in week ten. You know, and the other thing with running backs too is sometimes you have to really look at what the coaches are saying, right? There's a difference between who plays the second most snaps in a backfield when the starter's healthy versus who is the guy who benefits the most when the starter gets hurt. So that's not the same guy. So it's complicated, but yeah, I do think like all things considered, I, if the guy's going to be the backup in the first week of the season and he's like being clearly treated as the backup through the preseason, like I, I'm, I'd rather take the shot on him than the other guy. If I think the talents are, are relatively similar, like, might be a different case in like the Jets case, right? It's like I don't expect Izzy Abinacanda to open the season ahead of Michael Carter, but I do think if Brees were to just like not be right off the ACL or were to get injured, I just would rather bet on the talent Izzy to eventually overtake Carter. So I don't I don't care as much about you know Carter being listed ahead of Izzy right now. But like the Chargers backups, like I think they both suck. So if they're just I'll yeah. Whoever, tell me which one is, is ahead right now. Like, tell me which one you hate more, and I'll just bet on the guy who's ahead right now and hope that objects in motion stay in motion. So, an interesting uh, objects in motion stay in motion. Inertia, I guess, if you will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, so we got the 12 spot, man, which is pretty brutal. But I'm curious to kind of see how you want to. Um... Two straight drafts in the 12 for me. Look at that. That's Chubb at 110, night. man. So those second round prices won't be around much longer. Oh, that's great for the 12, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We're picking 11th now. Oh, yeah. Thanks Let's to the see. 10 spot. I would love if this guy, if this guy could not go, oh, we're, take something crazy. Ground lamb, I'm just going to like. Take uh, something crazy. Go crazy. Take JT, brother. <sighs> no, nah, he's not going crazy. 
Uh, okay, so I, I think we have some interesting options. Like, I think we can do the Lamb Amon Ra game stack if we want to. Um, but if we want to set up multiple games, I mean, obviously my my like favorite player here is Adams. So I would either do the Lamb St. Brown or I would do Adams. Let's definitely take Lamb. It, you think if we take Lamb, uh, it has to be Amon Ra here? No, I don't think it has to be. Like, I, I think I, I mix it around. Like, Amon Ra is my fourth favorite of these wide receivers, but sometimes I will take him with Lamb. I pretty much only take Amon Ra this turn with Lamb, but all, but all my Amon Ra are with Lamb, but not all my Lambs are with Amon Ra, if that makes sense. In a vacuum, I'm Adams, then Wilson, then Brown. Let's go Adams. You like yeah. that? All right. Yeah, yeah I like that. But I've I been taking a lot of Adams, much too. Every, I think pretty much every Amon Ra St. Brown that I have at that turn um, is either with Lamb or with Pollard. Um, yeah, me too. Because I don't, I just don't like him as much as Wilson, Lamb, and Adams straight up. So I, I pretty much only take him when I want to build out that correlated stack. I also like Gibbs so much, and I don't. So I don't even feel like I need to take St. Brown to get the correlation. Like, can you just take Gibbs the next turn and take him with Lamb? I think there's some uh, merit as well that, like, I actually, I actually love Amon Ross St. Brown, but there's some merit that he's probably a much better pick in PPR. Yeah, like, uh, it is. I don't know. It's like sort of overplayed the whole half PPR versus full, but in a half, I probably prefer Adams. You're saying that you probably prefer uh, Wilson over St. Brown too. I saw you took Wilson. I thought I saw you took Wilson yesterday. I think you took him over what? Um, took him over St. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought you took him over maybe Devante too. Or no, Devante might have gone no. first round. Devante draft. Devante went tenth. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Devante went tenth. Lamb went eleventh. I believe so i i actually had aj brown fall to me at the 12 um which is which is which is fun because i'm not taking a lot of aj brown I, I don't really um take him at his adp but it was fun to get a share of him uh falling and then i i had wilson versus st brown versus a running back was probably the main choice of that two one and that, that was a clear cut garrett wilson for me yeah garrett well dude i'm uh, as a jets fan like i'm seeing these uh he had a clip yesterday where he was like going up against uh, Sauce Gardner. There is something to that, man. Like I, I, I'm curious to know, kind of. Or I don't know. It's not like you need a take on this, but um, I, I do like the idea of like you know like Jamar Chase and Jefferson going up against like Derek Stingley in practice at LSU and like Sauce Gardner versus mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson in practice. Like I think it's good to have you know reps against kind of the the best of the best. Just sort of, I don't know. Of course, it's it's kind of like a very uh, minor thing, but uh, no, I do you. think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing too. I will say because we didn't actually start this way. One of my other favorite ways to play it is like instead of doing the Lamb St. Brown at that turn, which is like the youth correlation. If you're planning to get Gibbs eventually, you can do Lamb Wilson. That whole game is on that turn, so you can go Lamb Wilson Gibbs. You can come back with if you if you're like a sick fuck and you want to take Amari Cooper, you can do that. But if you have standards, you can also take Elijah Moore later. Um, ideally with Deshaun Watson, and then you can do like the Watson more Wilson, and then you still have the Lamb um, Gibbs connection, and you can bring in Dak or you can bring in Goff, you know. So that's that's probably one of the things I really like to do. And then at the five six, you can do the Deontay uh, JSN slash Lockett, ideally, and then you have like three games covered, all with this sort of QB window quarterbacks that you set up, and you can just kind of take over falls. Yeah, 
I I will say like I, I used to be more so like uh you know if I if I took JSN Lockett and I and I whiffed on uh Gino um I was fine sort of taking Pickett but it's like I'm starting to come like I just don't know I don't know I, I just don't know how Pickett I'm actually like, kind of into Pickett yeah man I, I they, they play fast that team like historically plays fast hmm. and historically passes at like a, a reasonable rate so I just think. Like and they have they have good weapons, so I think like they're gonna run a decent amount of plays. They play in a division with three other really good teams, and they're not a team that like necessarily always has a high pass rate over expectation. But they will respond to their game environment. Like it's, they're not a team that is gonna go into a shell. Like when they play behind, they will pass and they will run plays, and they're gonna play behind. I mean they're in the AFC North with the like Ravens and the Bengals and the Browns. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. I think that the Steelers are are solid, and you have the those three strong offensive weapons. It's going to be super consolidated. Like Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay are going to run every route. A Rob is probably going to run most of the other ones. Calvin Austin is going to do some dinky whatever, but like those three are running all the routes, and, and Pickett's going to be out there. Like I, I actually think Pen- Kenny Pickett's stats are are super viable, um, especially if Purdy has risen risen in price. Like Pickett's kind of the only other guy in that range I'm, I'm open to, and I do take a lot of. Um, Deontay and Fryermuth, and I've been like I, I bag on George Pickens in Dynasty, but I think he's like, totally reasonable in the middle of seventh round. Yeah, for his price, he's probably all right. I, I guess you could say uh, Pickett scrambles a little bit too, which is interesting. Scrambling, yeah, we'll scramble yeah, a little bit. Um, I will say we have two guys that I really like. On we have three guys, four guys on the board that I actually really like. Um, oh yeah. I was gonna say, how do I'll you love feel about... to see someone jump on the Cooper grenade right there at the three? Dollars. Oh yeah, the or Cooper three grenade. Eight, three eight somebody, Amari Cooper. Somebody was telling Yikes. me uh, my double hero RB team uh, was bad because I took Calvin oh, Ridley over Cooper. No. Yeah, Gibbs would have been fun there. Gibbs would have been fun there. Um, Heartbreaking. Yeah, our other probably huh. got our heart broken again right here. This guy, this wide receiver, wide receiver start. Oh, I we're not. Love... All right. All right, Brees so Debo is where I would go obviously. here. Okay, Brees, sure. Uh, I haven't been clicking Debo, so why not get some exposure? Oh yeah, this is a dream. Now, I I've been asked. I, I got. I might be. I don't even sure if I picked Debo. All right, you got to get that up, brother. No, I don't. I think he's a brutal pick. All right, hold. We'll uh, get the Debo at, in a second. I am at. I'm gonna. Here's my my BBM exposure to Debo Samuel. One percent. I've drafted him once. Here's the thing with Debo. He's been yeah. like viable as a receiver the last two years where he's had like a 22% plus target share. Last year, the expected yeah, points was... per game was like top 12. He was just brutal efficient wise or efficiency wise. Like why not bet on the efficiency to bounce back with a guy like Debo? Yeah, if you top 12 and expect the fantasy points per game. That last year, I, I like don't believe you. It's true, uh, dude. I'm telling you, his volume was okay. good last year. Like, if that. you go uh, Rotoviz expected points per game, he's like he was at like 15, 16. Like, he, he had a like his volume was there, he just wasn't efficient. And like, for me, he's already shown like, and this is something that I've had a hunch about for a while. Efficiency isn't sticky year to year, but I think a player flashing efficiency, like, like some players just have an efficiency ceiling, others don't, if that makes sense. Like, Najee Harris is going to come out and never have it. Yeah, that has them the 21st for what it's worth. That sounds more reasonable to me. Really? But, okay. All right. Rotovich has them higher than that, but okay. I think you're, okay. I don't know. It's close. Um, 
but yeah, he saw decent work last year. Um, I don't know. I don't mind betting on the efficiency. His peripherals back. were still fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he has a weekly ceiling. I don't know. He's fine when he falls there. Like there was no one else there that I, I guess I really have like a major argument for. Like I'd probably just rather take Travis Etienne. Um, really? I think I like, yeah. But I, I don't have like a major argument against like all the other guys that I like more than him, that spot, like have clearly hot, lower ADP. So I think this is like a hmm. fine scenario to take Debo Samuel. Um, I haven't been taking him at his ADP just because I'm never clicking. I'm not clicking him before Gibbs ever. Um, and I'm not clicking him before any other running backs. And I, I, assume I like, like strongly prefer Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I, between Ridley's price, I'm, I'm like against outrageous here. Though. I'm against him. Yeah. I've been, I'm okay with that though. Like, I, I've been, unlike you take the him, like 301, the nerds, you start Jefferson. N- no, because I, I think like we're I, getting, I, I think we get I'm one more Zay Jones versus Calvin Ridley route running video. I think he's one more route running video away from being a two, three, yeah. Turn. I, I agree, but I'm, I'm comfortable with my Ridley exposure. Like, I, I, I have I know a lot of people have been like hard fading him sort of in our corner of the community. I, I have not. I've been taking I haven't him a taken chunk. a sorry? I said I've been taking him a good chunk. Okay, good. Okay. I, I haven't been like I haven't been hammering him just because I like all the receipt all the running backs more. Yeah. But of that receiver group, like I'm I'm seven percent Ridley, one percent Debo, zero percent Metcalf. So like the only the only of those three that I take at all is Ridley. Um, I see where I'm at. But I'm I'm usually taking Allen or Hertz or Henry or Ramondre or Jacobs or Gibbs or Hall. So I'm seven percent Ridley, eighteen percent Debo, seven um, percent Metcalf. I should probably that Metcalf number I would like to be a little bit lower than that. But I think I was I'll so take him a little bit more early on, just sort of blindly like, oh, it's DK Metcalf and this is his ADP. Yeah, when I type in MET, all I get is seven percent John Mechie and one percent Cole Komet. God damn. Uh, I was just going to say, I- I've been asked probably like four or five times this stream uh, how we feel about Brees Hall because it seems like Dalvin Cook might sign right. with the Jets today. Don't care. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't really care much either, but people check. were concerned about is he it. Actually, why, why is he going to sign with the Jets today? What, what's this based off of the Rodgers? Well, he's, uh, I think the Rodgers restructure and then Dalvin Cook is meeting with the Jets in person today. Um, okay. I hope he's doing a visit. The Jets. That's I think that's why Brees just fell here. Okay, great. I don't care. Um, that's my favorite scenario is he signs with the Jets because, like, I have a lot of Miami Dolphins running backs um, bags, and if he signs with the Dolphins, like, those bags become, like, actually worse. Not just their closing line value is worse, but, like, actually they're just worse. Um, I, yes, my Brees Hall closing line value is going to be shit um, if Dallin Cook signs. I don't care. I will you just, just double down. <laughs> I will I will, I will make a KFC and double down. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 17% Brees Hall currently. If, if Dalvin Cook goes there, I I don't know. I'm not going to do it on a draft where I don't click him for the rest of the summer. I, I don't I really. I, Did you see, dude, I was dying. Um, yeah, this conversation the last time I was on here, I think. But that's just, to me, the bet is health. So yeah, exactly. If, Dal, if Dalvin kills Brees, that means, like, if, if Dalvin kills Brees, that means Brees isn't healthy, which means Brees would have been a bad pick without Dalvin. So if the bet the bet is on Dalvin or the bet is on Brees being healthy, a healthy Brees beats Dalvin, and it's not do as though it, I'm like. Do you think it lowers like the volume ceiling though? I I don't because 
like when we saw Brees Hall, he was the best running back in the league and Dalvin Cook sucked. So I think if, if Brees Hall looks like that, I don't think they're going to just be like, no, we have to keep Dalvin Cook involved. Like, I, I just don't like the AFC is competitive, man. Like, yeah. And I was to saying too, they traded for James Robinson, the Jets last year, and he was dust out the gate and they immediately flipped to Bam Knight. Like, I, I don't think the Jets right. with a one-year deal, like it's not going to be, if somebody was comparing it to Zeke Pollard last year, all right, so, oh, I would have no. loved Lockett here, man. Um, um okay. I got nothing. Uh, okay, okay. So Kittle wouldn't be bad because we we're already playing that game. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Godwin's just like kind of fine at cost. Um, Pittman's talking probably to Godwin. a bit kind of gross here. Right, so this Don't first one get... be Let's just do that. Yeah, because we're already playing that. Then Godwin's fine with me. We don't have any other correlation option, right? We have to throw all the way down to Pittman. No. That's probably yeah. a little much for me. Um, we could we could take Dotson for the game stack, but that seems like a little a little aggressive. Um, yeah, I think we take the ADP yeah. value of Godwin. Godwin's probably fine here. Um, I was going to ask kind of like where I know you were bullish on Dobbins early on, but sort of where are we at? You know, he's like on the pup. I, we don't know if it's like a chronic injury yeah. or if it's a contract thing. Like, uh, I, I'm I still you're bullish a little bit. I'm still bullish, but I. Like, I'm going to take my foot off the gas in terms of where I take him. Just, like, he went, like, if this was three weeks ago, I wouldn't even been a discussion. Like, if I was yeah. to turn him, take Dobbins every single time. this point, like, I, I do need to be mindful of just, like, how bad my close line value is going to be. So, I'm I'm going to take a lot of Dobbins still. But I'm I'm probably trying to take him more late six, early like seven. Area. Yeah. Yeah, like, if it's... Yeah, like if it if it gets to a point where, like I'm gonna still keep hammering him in the, in pretty much whenever he's like, I know his ADP is falling, so it's kind of hard to to gauge when he's actually behind ADP. But I think when he's in like that six seven turn range, I'm still smashing him every time. Just certain certain spots on the board in the mid six, like especially if I have Hill or I have Waddle, um, I'm I'm definitely clicking Dobbins in those scenarios still, but. Spots like where we're just in uncorrelated five six turn. It's like even if I think he's still the best pick, I'm I'm just gonna chill on a little bit. It's like I'm up over twenty percent, um, and I, I don't want to take like a massive bath there. So we'll see if if everything resolves itself and he climbs back up the board, I, I can live with that. Like I still am gonna have a big position on him no matter what. I kind of think it will. Um, it's really weird. I think it will too. Saquon's deal is still so puzzling to me that he shows up to this Zoom call and then essentially yeah. it's it's like a bail on the it's project. like a, a franchise tag plus two mil is like essentially what it was, which I guess is like less than that. It's good money. It's franchise it's a franchise tag plus nine hundred K if he hits a bunch of things that he didn't hit last year. Yeah. I do like the incentives though. It's kind of an interesting like sixty five catches are, are really funny. high. Yeah. Like all, like he didn't hit a single one of them last year, and he had a good year, and he was healthy the entire year. Dude, it's it's so sad, man. I, I saw a clip coming around on uh, Twitter, just like it, it was like his highlights from it was like a Penn State versus Iowa game where he was just going insane, and it's like Saquon yeah. hasn't looked like that in some time, to be real. And I, I don't know that that ever comes back. That's he like had flashes of it last year. There was like a couple of times when he like was on the edge. And he got yeah. that speed going, and it was like, whoa, like that. He remember he had was it a toss play or a screen play in week one versus the Titans, where he like got outside 
and you got the afterburners going. I yeah. felt something. I felt a little something. He had yeah. one run like that too. I think it was like a trick play against Green Bay in London, and he like was able hmm. to pick up some steam. And there was there was like a few flashes when he got moving. It was like whoa, like he's back back. But it felt like it. It felt like he really needed. Felt like his long speed with back where it was, but his like acceleration was a little slower. Like I only felt like we saw those flashes when he was already out on the edge. Whereas I feel like previous Saquon. It was like he could cut on a dime and then... It was so explosive, like, man. Boom. Like, it was from... He could almost get there from a standstill. It was crazy. And I don't know yeah, if he, he quite got like there. Like, launch between, like, a center and a guard and outstep, yeah. like, a, a lineman and just, like, somehow make one step and he's already four yards upfield. Like, crazy stuff. It's kind of a bummer. I was going to ask, too. I did a I, I did another high stakes. I kind of had the itch recently. But uh, Saquon went we, we're gonna, 10th we overall. Do some, when we start doing some of these in, like... Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe not even next week, but especially when I come back from Ireland and we do fire out a couple of these the last couple of weeks of August, we should convert 100%. some of these into high stakes. Anyway, you're saying? Um, I agree, and I want to do, uh, I think we might have done one last year, like right after. Uh, we did one last game, year, but, but that do, was fun. Let's do, more than, let's do more than one. Yeah, I remember I did yeah, that I from, my, from my law office. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I, I did a different, I did an NFFC draft after the Thursday game, and that was the one where I did really well and finished fifth. Um, it was because I got Acres. I got Acres like ninth, uh, ninth round because he was stone dead after the Thursday game where he right. uh, remember Henderson played. Um, so he was yeah. like a hammer for me down the stretch and it was sweet. Um, and that was a team I didn't think it was even going to make it. Like Ingram kind of just like carried me through uh, in like week fourteen or whatever. He had like his big weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um I had a larger point I was going to bring up and then I lost my train of thought. We but will get to that point after we pick. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Saquon, but even though we just did, but. Um, okay. I'm hmm. I'm pretty set on what I want to do here, but I don't want to jinx it in case we got stream snipers. But I I will. Uh... Yeah, I think we're on the same page. I think we're probably gonna get the Joker. <laughs> Dude, his why his, so his, serious? Him, uh, him <laughs> DMing Akash is like an all-time fantasy Twitter moment. Like I can't believe it's incredible. It's insane. It's in like get out of people's DMs, dog. Like please, <laughs> dude. Like you can't be doing this. Like he, like apparently, like he's why? Been, why like, so? I'm Giants Twitter. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. Like he's, it's such a just... shame. Yeah, he's not quite, not quite right. I also don't want to blow up his spot. I I have a theory that he's bald. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I think what were you saying? Deshaun Elijah Moore was the play here. That seems pretty clear, yeah, to me. Right. Unless you have yeah. a better idea. No, that's, that's that's uh, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 yeah. No, we're good with that. I just for whatever reason I right. thought we Thank had Garrett God. Wilson. Oh, but we have Brees Hall, so it's the same difference. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, it was because I, I talked about that Garrett Wilson scenario that then I like, I like incepted into my mind that that was what we actually did, even though it wasn't. <laughs> but we did take Brees Hall, so it's the same difference. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Okay. So I was going to say, like, where uh, now that Saquon's contract is, is uh, resolved, like, where where are you comfortable taking him at this point? Like, you take him over, like, JT Pollard? Like, are you? No. Um, um, I'm... I will. Yeah, I, I never think that the contract was an issue, um, like, prior to all this. Yeah. So I wasn't really factoring that in. And I was taking JT and Pollard over him. Um I will, so I'll, I'm taking JT over him every time. I have like a decent amount of conviction about that. Uh, I will 
take Saquon over Pollard on cup teams, but for the most part, I prefer Pollard. Yeah, me too. I think like Saquon's so tough for me because we were just talking about like the explosiveness and stuff. Like he was not very efficient last year. Like he, I hate to say this, man, because he is the prince who was promised. He's a player that I, I really enjoyed watching, but like he's almost starting to remind me of like when Zeke started to fall off a little bit, you know, like 2018. I think that's Zeke. an over exaggeration. Like he was still 0.4 rush yards over expectation last year, which is not like earth shattering, but yeah. it's still a good number. Did have the fifth lowest success rate, but that's nothing new with Saquon. Like he's yeah, always, he's always been, been bust. Like Saquon, I think his receiving has was overstated based on that rookie season with Eli. He's not actually been that high volume or that explode or, or that efficient of a receiver since. I think Saquon is like Ken Walker as a runner plus Josh Jacobs as a receiver. This is kind of like how really? I, I view him. But I don't think he's quite as explosive as Ken Walker anymore. He's probably like ninety percent Ken Walker now as a runner, and, now, and you can like Josh Jacobs as a receiver. You can definitely take these with a grain of salt because it's like PFF. But like I, I this is a tweet I had in like April. He, among eighty-nine qualified running backs last year, he was sixty-fourth missed tackles forced per attempt. He was fortieth in explosive run percent. He was fifty-third in yards after contact per attempt, and then sixty-second in elusiveness rating. Like. Of course, those can bounce back. You know, efficiency is not going to be stable year over year. But it's like, I don't know. It's been a while since he felt like he was Saquon, I guess, where it was like, you know, it was like special and he's efficient. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I just, I think like. He feels like more of a volume play, I think. He even is though more he is Saquon. And that's, that's what kind of scares me. You know, the whole like sort of crane thing of a, you sort of want that access, like a crazy, crazy ceiling. Like, and it's crazy to say that maybe Saquon doesn't like I. I don't know. After last year, I was all in on Saquon, um, and he just was never really a difference maker. You know, he kind of just hovered around like 19, 20 points per game. He probably does it again. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how he gets to that next he, level. But again, you know, if there is no legendary running back this season, which is a decent chance. Maybe well, and he's you're fine. paying less for the volume plays than you used to, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, you're getting like the cheap volume plays, like the Rashad White and Damian Pierce in like the seventh instead of the fourth. And you're getting you know, the really premium volume plays in the mid second instead of, um, you know, the, the mid first, right. Where, where those kind of plays used to go. I will say in his defense, PFF grade um, was uh, 80.3 was his overall grade. His PFF rushing grade um, was 84.9. That was, uh, I want to say 11th in the NFL last year. And like I said, my friends over expectation was 0.4. So like, those are both strong. They're not elite. Um, like when I posted my, I posted um, what I thought the top 10 real life running backs were in the league. I didn't have Saquon on my list. People got very mad about that. Um, that was the number one name in the comments people are upset about. I, I don't think that he is a great running back anymore, but I do still think he's like solidly a tier above like 2020 Zeke or current Dalvin Cook or, um, you know, like what we kind of saw Gurley just agree into. Like, I, I don't think he's quite at that level. Like, I don't think he's Camaro level right now. Yeah. Cause he still has that. Like, I mean, you see it even in the data, like low success rate still has a really positive overall of expectation. Like he still had long runs last year. It's just, yeah. he was still like when he was able to get going, he was still able to convert those into really explosive plays. It just didn't happen as quite a high of a rate. I do think that's because his burst has fallen off a little bit. And and in terms of like tackle breaking and consistency, those have never really been his hallmarks. 
It's, yeah. it's always been more of an explosion-based game. So, you know, maybe even Ken Walker was a compliment. Maybe he's more like Miles Sanders as a runner um, at this point. I don't know if he's a guy, but... Guy who used to uh, uh, carry his water bottles around. Yeah, yeah. But he'll... It is still a good volume play. But like I said, yeah, I probably won't be taking him a ton. I was taking him a lot, like, during the holdout stuff. Like, it was fun to get him, you know, in the early oh, yeah. round. I, was I got a Jefferson like, Pollard uh, Saquon team. Yeah, like, it was fun to do, like, I, the Chase Mahomes uh, Barkley teams. Those were kind of oh, fun. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, like, I have, like, a CMC Pollard Barkley like that. Oh, yeah. Three running backs out the gate. I did. I did have. I, I did a three running back out the gate the other day. I got to be honest. I don't have a lean for anything here. I have like a couple names I like. A lot of quarterbacks on the board. I don't know. Oh man, nobody's no, taking any of them. Jalen Wall. Um. <laughs> well, I like one of the. I think one of the quarterbacks for sure. Right. Like I think. You like Richardson I, I, or no? Uh, either Dak. way. So we have we have Dak with Lamb, and we could tack on a, a late Lion, and we have Richardson with no Colts, but we do have Adams. So I'm fine with either of those two quarterbacks, and then I'd probably just take Penny. Yeah, I think that's probably the move. I'm thinking I'm thinking Richardson. Sure. Let's go Richardson. I've been loving taking Richardson. Um, let's go Penny. Yeah, Dak and Richardson are actually my two highest owned quarterbacks. So I, I just that that turn that range. I'm I'm uh, surprised you're uh, you're in on Dak. I feel like you were very out on him last year. I'm really in on Dak this year. Um, he's like considerably cheaper than last year. I this I've always true. been I've always been a big time Dak defender from a real life standpoint. Oh yeah. Um, and I've kind of just fluctuated in fantasy because at any time, especially in the dynasty market, but really across the board seems like he oscillates between um either the most expensive of the non-elite quarterbacks or the least expensive of the elite quarterbacks and when he's the least expensive of the elite quarterbacks i think that's like overrating his upside and when he's the most expensive of the non-elite i think it's underrating just how good he is as a real life quarterback um so that's that tends to be where i kind of oscillate back and forth on the deck I, I do think people are knocking him too hard from the McCarthy thing. Like we've seen Dak be really good with Jason Garrett. Um, I don't think that McCarthy's actually quite as bad as people say. Like I think he just says boomer things, but we have a history of him running 65 plays per game on offense with Aaron Rodgers. We have a history of him having a really high pass rate of expectation with Aaron Rodgers, higher than the pass rate of expectation that Rodgers has had with Matt LaFleur. Like I and then you look at what they did this offseason. But to this point, the current running back depth chart is Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, Deuce Vaughn. Maybe that changes. But even if it does change, it's July 27th. So, like, whoever they signed at this point, they didn't care that much about signing. Because whoever they signed at this point, could they could have easily lost. They bring back Zeke. Maybe they bring back Zeke. But they were clearly okay with a world where they didn't have Zeke on the team. Um, and what else did they do? They, they went and traded for Brandon Cooks. So... Yeah, I don't think that this, other than like Mike McCarthy quotes, I don't think that this paints a picture of a team that wants to like run the ball a million more times. They also ran the ball a lot last year. Like they had a really low pass rate over expectation last year. Part of that was the Cooper Rush games. So I, I don't know. I think Dak's being over nerfed. And you also just get the benefit of, I think, all of these quarterbacks from Watson sometimes to Tua. To A. Rich, to Dak, to Daniel Jones, to Geno, to Cousins, just go in a range where I don't think any of the running backs and receivers 
are materially better than the running backs and receivers going two rounds later. So I just I just keep filling up on these quarterbacks. I agree. I, I will say, um, I think it's probably short-sighted of me, but I do feel a little bit burned from this range of quarterbacks last year with like Trey Lance and Dak wasn't great and Russ wasn't great. Um, but if you even go the year before that, I think like Brady was in this range and he absolutely crushed. Um, yeah. So I guess it is kind of just like an ebbs and flows thing. So we're probably over. Stafford like, was in this range that year. He was really strong. Yeah. So it's probably a little bit of an overcorrection to have Dak this lower. Um, yeah, my my top three right now are all in this range. Like I have Dak, my most rostered quarterback at 17%, A-Rich at 14%, and Daniel Jones 12%. I'm trying to see. I don't know that I have – I think I probably have a, a little bit of Dak. I think I'm all right on Dak. Yeah, I got like 7% Dak right now. Uh, I got 15% Richardson. Then who else were you looking at in this range? Deshaun? Then, then Dan, Daniel Jones, I have 12%. I do have Deshaun yeah. over market slightly, 9%. But he he, he kind of goes right at the end of that other range. So, And I, the other issue with Deshaun is I never take Cooper. So I kind of I kind of yeah. have to double tap him with Elijah Moore most of the time. Cooper is very, like, man, 32nd overall here, huh? It's just, it's just such a, like, a flaccid dick selection like it's not even an egregious selection like i actually have a pretty like optimistic projection on amari cooper he was good last year i don't mean to like knock him like i don't he's some scrub i'm actually like quite into buying amari cooper in dynasty where you yeah. you don't even have to pay a first round pick and you're you're probably getting a pretty decent shot at 15 points per game but it's in, shocking he's not 30 <laughs> he's he's under 30 somehow still it's true it's just so like i think he's gonna have a totally fine year you know, yeah, it's just Amari Cooper. It's it's tough because his entire year he's been or his entire career he's been in like you know nineteen percent twenty percent target share range and then that came up last year, mm-hmm. and then it's just a a matter of does that stick? Because I mean, if he had if 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 Amari Cooper somehow ends up with a twenty eight percent target share in this Browns offense, he probably does pretty well. I just I really don't think that's going to be the case here. Yeah, know, I have a hard time seeing year, it as well. It's not just Cooper, right? Cooper. DPJ, David Njoku all performed way above their career average in targets per route run. And part and a big reason for that is they played Nick Chubb a higher percentage of the snaps than they ever had. And he just doesn't earn targets as a running back. So you're getting less targets in the running back position than you would have if you're playing Kareem Hunt or or any other running back like in the league that these guys have played with before. And you're also playing Harrison Bryant a good amount. Um, as that second tight end, he's never earning a target. That's a, effectively a sixth tackle. And they're playing David Bell, who was John Mackey last year, right? So exactly. So you're you're just basically there's only three players that are ever getting targeted. Now you yeah. move in Elijah Moore into the mix. That's a massive upgrade over the David Bell slot. And and not only that, but they're probably going to play more in eleven. So you're depreciating those Harrison Bryant snaps. You know, I, I think you're. I think the targets become a little less condensed now, um, and you don't see that outlier. Um, I would have loved Rondale. So we have we have a Jamal Williams correlation with um, Godwin, so I'd be fine with that. We really do need a running back. We only have and, and Paul. Like I think Jamal pairs well with Brees because you want that early season coverage, right? Yeah. So let's go Jamal Williams. Um, I don't have a lean at all for this pick. Uh, Mingo. Um, I mean Dobbs like twelve picks past ADP. Not really that sexy though. I'm uh, fine with with Warren or Tank. Um, I'm fine with 
let's go tank. Probably Warner tank for me. Yeah, I like tank. Yeah, let's more. go tank. I want a little bit more of tank. So I'm I'm interested in that. I mean, of course, I feel like actually we've already hashed this out. Um, that you like tank and ETN. It's just a matter of you know yeah. you don't have to draft them both on the same team, which I think is kind of important. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not really there's not really a third guy there, right? Like the only way that the third guy in that scenario is ever going to play is if ETN gets hurt or tank gets hurt or if tank like just goes full TDP. But barring that, like pretty good chance that it's a two man backfield. Um, I guess there's outs to hasty still keeping a long down and distance roll. That would be a, a pretty big bummer. That's where they both fail, I guess. But um, I don't know. They've been talking up tank in the passing game more. You look at what they tried to do with that backfield. Like I think they took a guy with a similar usage profile to ETN. I, I think that they're going to probably lean on those two and, you get a contingent value of Tank Bigsby and you get the standalone value of ETN. I, I think it's a I'm I'm overmarking on both. I'm fourteen percent tank, ten percent ETN so far. I probably need more ETN. I haven't been taking or actually no, I have fourteen percent ETN. So I'm well I'm actually just fine on ETN. I don't know why. Um maybe I was drafting him when he was more expensive. I feel like I haven't been drafting him very recently. I don't know. But he is interesting. Ah. He is interesting. It really just comes down to if he can get the long down and distance roll ETN. But like, I don't know if he will, because um, if he doesn't, he's kind of just Ken Walker. Uh, I mean, not in the same way, but of just being sort of between the tackles, no receiving yeah. upside. It, it's tough with him because I'm still willing to hold out hope that he gets a, uh, a receiving role for probably like it probably has to be this year for ETN. Um, yeah, it does. He catch passes. It does have to be this year. Yeah, it is. It, there is a lot of similarity between him and Walker for sure. It's like we have concerns about whether they'll lose the pass down roll. We have concerns about whether they'll lose the goal line roll. I, I mean, worst case for ETN is that he, he's like, who was it? Like 20, 21 mile standards or whatever. Like he's just dominating carries between the 20s and he's losing all the pass down work and he's losing all the goal line work. That's, that's where it's a dead pick. But I, I think for. Like going in the middle of the fourth round, I don't think you're paying too crazy of an opportunity cost. I, I would also just say that I don't think that the wide receivers going around ETN are any different materially than the wide receivers going around Ken Walker. So I, I don't think there's like, I've heard people say, like, why would you pay more for Travis ETN when you could get the same back with Ken Walker later? Like, I, I understand that it is literally later. But I, yeah. I, I don't think that there's any difference between the round four receivers and the round five receivers. So I, I don't I, think that there's an actual difference in opportunity cost between clicking ETN and Walker. You should just take the one you like more. Maybe I'm being arrogant, but I think the likelihood of Walker catching over 50 balls is like... It's zero. Is, yeah, it's like literally zero, whereas ETN, that upside case is there. Um, right, yeah. I'm not taking any Ken Walker. No, I haven't. Um, I, I actually just drafted him for the first time um, a little bit ago. I don't think it's actually read. Yeah, it hasn't registered in my exposures yet. But um, I did take him. Uh, he's been falling a little bit. And I'm just not very. I, I used to be an auto at the 5-6 turn. It used to be I would take Deontay, one of the Seattle guys. Or I used to take Dobbins. Um, but with Dobbins falling and Deontay rising... It's uh, a little harder to get that game stack in the five six, and I don't want to keep filling up Dobbins bags ahead of ADP as his ADP falls. So I've been like, huh. I kind of have to pick somebody else this turn every now and again. 
Yeah. I don't really like George Kittle that much. Um, I don't really like – I'm never taking Sanders or Alexander Madison. Can't, I, I, like both the guys you took today, I don't really like. Like I don't really like Alvin or Kittle that much. So when, when, when Walker falls there, I'm just like, all right, I guess this is where I'll get some Walker exposure. So once, once these like slow puppies and slow poodles and slow palms all wrap up for me, I might wind up at 2% Ken Walker and I'll, I'll mix them into some DVMs too. The thing, the thing that scares me with Walker, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this, is it almost feels like they brought in Charbonnet to take the high-value touches. Like, yeah. catch the passes. And then you can say, I mean, like, what, 6'1", 214 versus, like, 5'9", 209. Like, you can say, I guess, Walker has the BMI. But the success rate thing with Walker, you have to assume, yeah. that like, a boomer like Carroll probably just wants a more steady guy in short yard. That's situations. what Charbonnet's good at. That's yeah. what he's good at. He's good at, like, getting – he's a – He's a get what's blocked run. Yep, and he catches passes. So it's just like, I mean, like Trevor is like a James Conner. Yeah, it, like and and I would say Walker to me is kind of feels like last year's Miles Sanders, where I mean, and Miles Miles Sanders rushed for like what like twelve hundred yards and like twelve touchdowns, and he was like the RB twenty three in points per game. Like, um, yeah, people overrate his season. Yeah, he like I just I just argued not this one. I was talking about Swift. Um. Uh, and like his like limited ceiling, someone was like Sanders was an RB one last year. I was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah twelve hundred <laughs> rushing yards and like twelve touchdowns, and he was just like the RB twenty one in points per game. Like that's brutal. So yeah, I be, yeah I agree with you. I think Etienne is a better bet than Walker, and I don't think there's a difference in opportunity cost. So I think like if you like Walker more than Etienne, that's that's fine. You can you can like him more than Etienne. I, I don't for that reason. I just think there's a better shot of Etienne interesting a pass catcher but what i don't think is that there's exactly. a real difference in cost like I, I think you're i think like once you anyway um this has to be pierce yeah gotta be alec right. pierce gotta be big alec right um but let's after let's that the queue while we figure out this next pick after um, that we could go so, oh dpj dpj dpj, 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 DPJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so this is a this it. is a jacob sanderson team if i've ever seen one these are my two my two boys right here um What's my combined exposure to these two players? It's got to be absurd. Yeah, it's combined 36% on Big Alec and DPJ. There you go. I'm starting to come these around on it. 17% Peoples-Jones and 19% Alec Pierce. Peoples-Jones, man. The Alec Pierce Donovan thing is because I have so much freaking Richardson. Yeah, me too. So, and like, there's no one good here. So every time I have all these, I have like 14% Richardson every time we, we get to this turn and I'm just like, I guess Alec Pierce. Um, Brock asked, by the way, I, we never asked this. He said, Jacob, when do you think A-Rich is starting? I stand by week one. Week one? I was talking with Pete last week, and he was thinking maybe Minshew week one. I, I agree as well. I think Richardson probably week one. Um, I know me and you were going, we're uh, talking through JT versus Chubb. W- like, where, what are we saying, like, rush touchdown share-wise you think is, like, reasonable for Richardson? I, like, I, I think he could score... Like I, I would set the Vegas line at like seven and a half rushing touchdowns for Richardson. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up eight the, and a half. I'm gonna pull up the projectional here. Uh I have Richardson at seven point three and Taylor at ten point three. Probably sounds about right. Probably have, sounds about uh, right. Point five for sack Moss. Point five for Moss. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Do you have a take on uh RB two there? 
Like if, if JT uh, goes down, what's the uh, what's the hitchhiker's guide to playing that backfield? Yeah, I'm gonna be. It's gonna. I'm gonna have to keep grinding the camp reports because it's it's hard to say. I think that it's probably Zach Moss who is the contingent bet. And I think it's Evan Hall versus Deion Jackson for who will play snaps when Taylor's active. So like I think that I don't like I don't think that Zach Moss is gonna play when Taylor's gonna play, because Zach Moss is not gonna like play on third downs. He's not gonna play in the two-minute trail. Um, but I think Evan Hall and Deion Jackson are kind of competing for that roster spot. Um, but I could also see I don't think I don't think Evan Hall will get caught or put through, like or or they'll try to sneak him on the practice squad because he was around five picks. So I think that they will try to keep him on the roster, and I think that they're a little bit optimistic that he might be able to provide some special teams value. Deion Jackson definitely provides special teams value. So I I think actually the most likely scenario is that Zach Moss is a healthy and active, but that if Taylor was to get hurt, then leads the team in carries next week. Uh, I can no longer hear you. Can you hear me? Now I can. Yeah, now I can. But now I can't. Oh, boy. Or you're just not talking. Now I can. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just I keep speaking. You for some reason. Oh. Can't hear me. Can, can the comments right. say so it? This is tough. Me? It seems like you can hear me. I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on in my audio right now. What the heck is going on here? No, damn it. Um, All right. I don't know why I would have cut out randomly. Oh, well, Brock just said, okay, the the commenters can hear both. So it's not not my fault then. Your your speakers are having the issues. Oh, dude. Okay, this is going to be, this is going to be like the Pat Corain. when they had issues and you had to like signal who you wanted in the pick. I guess I can use the private chat. But... All right, I think you can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep. All right, geez. All right, there we go. Ooh, that was some really good audio for, for, for yeah. I don't know what happened there. I was, I was. Uh, the, the chat can hear us the whole time, so okay, we're fine. I don't know. I like. I think I like bumped into a cord and it screwed everything up. But we're all good. You were. You had a little monologue there on Zach Moss versus Deion Jackson. Yeah, um, I thought you were so offended at, at my at my analysis of Zach Moss that you were just like, I'm not <laughs> long longer. No, I was frantically looking this. for what the hell just went wrong. <laughs> Um, um ooh, what are we gonna do here? I don't have a strong Any take. Ideas? Wish I did. Um, um okay. do we want a third so, quarterback? I feel like probably I don't not. Think so. I don't think so. I think it's a two. We do have Jacksonville if you want to go Hubbard. Six, eight, two. Yeah, we definitely need some RBs. So let's do Hubbard. Uh I'm not opposed to getting Fournette here. Uh like nine picks passes ADP. Yeah. Oh, I was going to make a play for... I guess we shouldn't do Jeff Wilson because if we have Brees Hall, then we should bet on 
Cook being a Dolphin? Yeah. Um, or is that like two Galaxy Brains? <laughs> no, I think that, I think you're right on there. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, oh, what about the Conk Daddy for our uh, our bring back there? Oh, I'm cool with that. Fun fact, my uh, my buddy in like a bar, like I live in Jersey. My buddy ran into Tyler Conklin and Michael Carter at a bar. He like took a, like a selfie with both of them. Um, two guys. Yeah, he's, Michael he's Carter like, was going to make the roster. No, dude. Like, I was. I was. Uh, he's not <laughs> Mike, as like. Mike, you gonna be on the fifty-three man? He's a uh, he's a huge Jets fan, so it's pretty funny. Like they're probably the tier of football players that can walk around anonymously, and like you know, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like obviously, yeah. Tyler Conklin and Michael Carter can. Um, Conklin is yeah, like a Viking, though. Like, I think yeah, Conklin does look crazy. Conklin was wearing like a shoulder bag, too. And I'll be honest, like it was a pretty like the, the it's like a place in Jersey called Morristown. It's like a really young scene. Um, I guess Carter's kind of young, but Conklin to me is like like late 20s. Um, I don't know so. how old the Conk daddy is. I feel like he was born 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he ran into him. I, I was I was messing with him. I was like, yeah, if I was there, I was going to maybe uh, I was like. 27 you got uh you got an agent uh <laughs> i don't know uh <laughs> like you renting or buying around here brother <laughs> like, yeah. do you remember ty conklin the goalie the goalie yeah played for, for the, uh who? the oilers for a while played for a lot of teams he wasn't very good but he probably most oh like hockey no yeah i don't know that well what other kind of goalie oh i guess soccer. i was thinking i was thinking yeah i was thinking football he played because so Dwayne Rollison was the the goalie when Edmonton made that run to the Cup final, and then he got hurt, and then Ty Conklin had to come in and play goal for the for the rest of that Stanley Cup final. Uh, I think they were playing with the Ducks. Was this Gretzky Ducks. years? No, 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 no. Like the oh, 2006 so round. Oh, okay. I didn't know that they had a. I don't. I didn't know that they had any success post Gretzky. I'm being yeah, they had the, They were the eight seed, and they made it all the way to the Cup final with Dwayne Rolson, who was like this old kind of journeyman goalie, Broly the goalie. Uh, hmm. And it was a really magical run. Um, Canada was was really excited about it, and then they then Broly the goalie got hurt, and Ty Conklin blew it. Really? Yeah, he blew it. And then they uh, they lost in that Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, they did. Man, all those Canada teams, man. Yeah, he. Uh, he like he went he like went behind the net to play the puck in one game, um, and then he like he just like passed it like directly to Rod Brindamore, and then um, and then Brindamore put it in the net. And yeah. you're a Toronto fan, right? This is just uh, Edmonton Oiler lore that you know about. Yeah, I'm a hockey fan. I mean that that was like there was a run in the mid in the mid two thousands. Where it was like every year a Canadian, like an unheralded Canadian team, unexpectedly went to the Canadian went to the Cup final and lost. It was like I think it was like three out of four years. The Flames in 04, the Oilers in 06, the Senators in 07, and then the, the Canucks went there in 11, and then they burned the city down when they lost. But that was a little different because they were like the one seed, and everybody kind of expected them to 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 contend. Yeah. But we got like. I mean, there hasn't been a Canadian team that's won since like 1993. And my attitude on the Canadian teams is very much like I, like I hate the Montreal Canadiens. I would rather any American team beat the Montreal Canadiens. But I, I would be thrilled to see the Oilers or the Flames win. Like I don't, I don't have any ill will towards them um, or the Canucks. 
And my uh, question is, how come you're not a Raptors fan? The country. Um, I'm just a naturally kind of a contrarian. Um, so like all the kids that I knew was like into the Raptors. And I was like, ah, I don't like them. Especially growing up, dude, the Raptors were so cool. Probably when you were, when you were young, maybe when I was really young, but like when I was like, when I I, I, started caring about, no, yeah, Yeah, that was probably before your time was like Vince. It was a little, it was a little before my time. Like I remember the Vince, but I don't like, I don't even have any recollection of like McGrady on the Raptors. Dude, if I was like eight um, when years I first old started in Toronto, into basketball, I it was like it was like the very end of the Vince, and then it was like the like kind of sad Chris Bosch era. Bosch, yeah. Um, I guess Jeff Wilson's it's coming crazy. back to us. If you want to, uh, un Galaxy, yeah, Tracy brain. McGrady left the Raptors when I was three years old, so he's oh, okay. Not on memory bank. Um, I'm very fine with Jeff Wilson. I'm fine with the gut bus. Because, like, if Harbaugh is going to be like, I literally don't know where J.K. Dobbins is, you'd have to ask him. <laughs> It'll like, interesting for the Gus bus. Uh, I don't mind a 2772 build here either as well, if you do just want to hammer two running backs here. What's our, what's our wide oh. situation? There goes Wilson. Uh, Lamb, Lamb Devontae, Adams, Debo, Debo Godwin. Godwin. I am good with 272. Room. I'm good with 2772. Yeah. You want to go Gus bus? RBs. Let's let's do the Gus for one of them. Put him in the queue, and let's figure out the other one. Um, I'm I'm fine with Malik Davis in this build. We have Lamb. Um, I'm fine with Cleveland Jets, uh, Indy Raiders. I'd be fine with Kareem Hunt. I'd be fine with. I haven't been I taking know. a lot of Kareem Hunt, but I am kind of down to here. Oh, I really um, like Travion Williams. I don't know. If- uncorrelated Travion, I'd be game. I've just been hammering him, but I don't. I got. I mean, it's not correlated, so I don't know if we need to. I'm fine with. I'm fine with Malik too. Let's go. I, I haven't oh, taken a lot of Malik says. Davis. Let's let's uh let's mix him in here. Why not? All right, sweet. Let's do Malik Davis then. This is a very fun team. Lamps. I haven't taken a lot comments. of Malik Davis because he, obviously I don't want to take him with Pollard, and it's pretty rare that I don't have. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No! What are we? Someone's saying something's wrong with these Garrett comments Wilson. are bad. I don't like this. This this is causing me a lot of stress. Um, apparent ankle injury. I will. I will do a video. Right I will now. do a twenty-four hour hold my breath challenge. He does not look great. Wilson's not okay. Not looking great. Here's the I thing, mean, though, if man. An, if it's an ankle injury, there's what six weeks before camp. So as long as he didn't like break his ankle, it's fine. Yeah, it seems like he rolled his ankle. I remember what Jefferson had that uh, scare two off seasons ago. He had a scare where he, uh, I think, I think he landed on like his shoulder on like a jump ball. Um, people were pretty uh, scared. Like I, right, I think I it was that. in our dynasty league. I took Jefferson in the first round, and then like literally that day, um, he came down with something. But I mean, it's, it's July twenty seventh. There's what six weeks till week one. So like, unless it's a brutal high ankle sprain. Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, um, Danny, you missed a hockey like talk, okay. man. Danny's Danny's a, a Montreal fan, and uh, Jacob said pretty much he'd be down for all of the Canadian teams to win besides Montreal <laughs> and, and Ottawa. To be fair, it also makes sense. 
but yeah, I yeah, Montreal's the worst. I'm pretty sure Danny. I'm pretty sure Danny's from Ottawa as well. I could be way off there though. I think he's from the Hammer. Closer. I, th- I want to say he's from Hamilton. I want to say he's from Hamilton. Oh, is that is that closer or, or further? Which which is closer? Closer to what? Uh, Ottawa, Montreal, etc. Ottawa is closer to Montreal than Hamilton. But I think he's from Hamilton. Huh. I, I met up with with, with uh, I met up with him when I was in Toronto. Um, he drove up and met me at a bar in Toronto with uh, me and Toronto Dave. Hey, Toronto fun. Dave. We watched. Uh, that was we watched we watched Reese Hall's ACL tear together. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. <laughs> that, was, is, that was a real bummer. We were having a great time. We were at the score uh, in Toronto. Uh, I had a Caesar with hot wings um, on top of it. Uh, and we were having a good time. And then we we watched Breeze Hall uh, clearly tear his ACL live. And then we felt really sad. <laughs> and it was just, it got really miserable really quick. There hasn't been a darker day <laughs> since the, <laughs> the last year. <laughs> It's been some dark days, though. Um, all right, so this is a sweet team. We go Lamb, Devontae Adams, Brees Hall, Debo. We'll see where Brees' uh, price ends up if Dalvin Cook signs. It'll be pretty nice that we got a 36. I mean, I guess this isn't as like crazy as a fall as I've ever seen with Brees Hall, but um, if Dalvin Cook leaves the building today, doesn't sign the contract, you probably get a decent price there. Debo, Kittle, Godwin, Elijah Moore, Deshaun Watson, A. Rich, Penny, Jamal Williams, Tank Bigsby, Alec Pierce, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the Jacob Sanderson 13-14 turn special, Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Conklin, Gus Edwards, Malik Davis. Very fun team here. Um, I can't say there's anything that I wish we did. Like Sometimes I'll come out of a draft and be like, damn, I wish we took player A or B here. What do we think? No, I feel good about this. I feel good about this. Like, uh, it's a little... I'm a little disappointed that the board didn't fall. Like, well, I'm not disappointed because I love what we build out. We have a, a Cleveland double. We have <clears> the A Rich um, stack with Adams. It, it's a little disappointing we invested so much in 49ers and didn't take Purdy. But I don't know how we we could have. I, I guess we could have. Um, where did he? Where did he end up going? 191. So I guess if we could have gone three quarterback if we wanted to and taken him instead of Chuba, um, and that might have been worth doing. But I do think it's a really our stacks are strong. We have a lot of nice little mini correlations here that we're playing through. You have it's to bring back lineup. with A Rich too, it's and a Brees on the way back. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun squad from the uh, from the twelve hole. I love it. Now, um, before we get out of here, as always, uh, very curious to know kind of what you're working on yeah. um, over at Thinking About Thinking. I know you posted uh, updated rankings recently. I did. Yeah, so that was the most recent thing. Um, I've been grinding. So bar exam one was Tuesday. Bar exam oh, two wow. is tomorrow. So I have not posted anything since the Sunday rankings update. Um, I might, I'm, I'm next thing that'll be posted will probably be my FFPC rankings, which I mean, I, I'm going to post them based on the FFPC format. If you play NFFC or you play regular redraft, like kind of just adjust as necessary so you know dock tight ends a little bit or whatever but they'll that'll be my my redraft rankings and they'll be in ffpc format um but i think they can be pretty they can be used pretty well for for any other redraft format you play uh that will get up probably either friday 
or Monday. I'm going camping for the weekend. Next wow. week, though, um, bar exam life will be over. Pass or fail, I won't be I won't, I won't be retaking anything next <laughs> week. So I'll be if I if I do fail, I'll retake it someday, but not next week. So uh, I'll I'll be quite free. I'm just going to be writing and potting every single day. So you can expect um, some sort of highlight pieces on some interesting aspects of my projections. I'm probably going to talk a little bit about the Chargers. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the ambiguous backfields, I think. And then we'll, we'll start up some of the Hitchhikers off-season content, um, probably on the plane to Ireland in a couple of weeks. So that'll be the, that'll be the plan. And we'll, we'll, we'll have to chat because um, uh, I'll probably have to take a couple of these off when I'm in, when I'm in Ireland. But we'll, uh, we'll be back next week for sure. And then, especially when I come back, we should figure out when to stream some of these high-stakes graphs and stuff. So. Hundred percent. Well, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. That can all be found on Jacob's Substack. Thinking about thinking. I should have a link in the description down below uh, to find it as well. If you're new here, we just did an underdog fantasy draft. Make sure you're checking out. Use promo code Ron. It matches your first deposit up to hundred dollars. I have a link in the live chat description, comment section down below. All of that good stuff. Um, so shout out to them. Biggest sponsor for the channel. As always, I appreciate Jacob for coming out here, making some time on the West Coast. Appreciate everybody out here coming out in the chat, supporting the boys. And I will see you guys in the next one.